All right, Islam, hopefully everybody can hear. You're now tuned in to the Moors in America podcast. Today we're going to be speaking with Chief Minister Brother Arshik Rasaidi El. We'll also be speaking with his wife, Governess, uh, excuse me, uh, Governor Isis Saidi El as well. We'll be speaking about the Moorish Islamic Institute and just asking the brothers some questions. Maybe, if time permits, we could open up the floor to questions, but might not be able to do that this time around. I'm going to ask that everybody watching make sure to like and share this video. And Well, first and foremost, before we get started, we always rise giving the highest praise to the Most High, our Creator, our Father God, Allah. We extend our honor to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality so, we, excuse me, so that we may learn to love instead of hate. We extend honors also to the forerunner, our brother Marcus Mosiah Garvey. And we extend honors out there to everything Moorish. Honors to all the faithful Moorish American Muslims, all the light bringers watching right now. Honors to you. To, to everyone watching, all the light bringers out there, everybody that's sharing, helping to get this information out there. So good, e good evening, everyone. You're listening to True, the True and Living Light Bringer More Than America. As always, I'm your brother, Lloyd Douglas, also known as Sharif Ali. Here, we are uncovering and bringing glorious light to all issues pertinent to the Moorish American paradigm, because that's what we do here on this broadcast known as More Than America. And so once again, I just ask that everyone watching this hit the like, hit the share button, help get the algorithms up and going so that this video can show to more people. So that more people can see this um, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere that this is playing, even on Twitter. We should be on Twitter as well right now. So everywhere that we're playing, we want you, and also if you're listening to this later on, if you're listening to the audio podcast, make sure you share they'll get the information out. It's going to be a great discussion. These Moors are, are um, very astute in Islamism, and this will help everyone watching to gain a better perspective on what it really means to be a Moorish American. And I think that's really important, and it's, it's important to hear this from people who actually take this seriously. These people aren't just people that I saw on the internet. These are people that have actually met, that have actually come into our home. And we've seen them and, and broke, broke bread with them. And they're good people. And so this, like I said, this is gonna be very enlightening. And um, we're about to get started. Don't go anywhere. We have just a few things we're gonna play, but I want you all to share this like this. Let's get more people in here. Everybody watching this should have hit that like button by now. Let's get these likes up. We get the likes up, we're gonna get started. Don't go anywhere, Morris.
My words become things, all hell the king, now I got them walking on water Covered in the blood of the Christ, a rubber glove in the night Prophet Muhammad came to restore the order Spectators sit back and watch, slave ships pull off the dock Demigods round up the flock, time running short Got a race against the hands of the clock 2020 something, pull it off the lot Posted on any block, do say a henny shot Pour a libation for the fallen, it's been a lot of death Theft, right over left, heart of a line Line right under my chest, that's a godlike God Prolific, godlike, God money longer than sloth and have the flock type Meditation, slap boxing with stage yeah, they say they want this smart science, so I'ma give it to them. Islamism, no illusions when I'm interviewing. Know what I'm doing, no confusion, I ain't in the tuning. I'm in the moving units, I hear starting revolutions. In love with shooters, making masterminds out the tuning. I got a booming, I hear zooming on the plane of soul. I tell them, take me to the grove, they like Islam mode. I'm letting them know this not a show, this all systems go. It's two cells, one man, both high and low. I'm so spiritual, the indigo feel the vibe. I'm so lyrical, the miracle that I survive. It's then my five to the four, I can see them coming. Plus my angel got the angle with the engine running. It's all justice, freedom, peace, truth, and love. Yeah. Hey, five on the right, two on the left, man. You know what time it is. Yo. We just moors in America, soared through the shores and endured criminal acts of war on our character. Seven years after the fourth score, no reward. Shout out to the most courageous, they was jumping over barriers. Where does that compare to you? We come from a place where you scared to visit our area. We come from a place where it's scary for good Samaritans. Heavy luggage we carrying, babies having babies. It's crazy being American. Praise the one and only Allah, there's no comparison. La ilaha. Ila Allah, body and very gin Laughing at you clowns like ha ha Dodging a Nephilim Conquer lower self with a high Follow your regimen Way before they came we were gods And now we specimen Tried to take the light from our eyes Thank God for Edison Then they put the wool on our eyes It's so embarrassing Now we travel frequently We should invest in Sheraton All of us got gold on our bodies Whenever we stepping in Screaming Ramadan, Mubarak Training the flesh again Wishing we could move as a unit just like the Mexicans, dodging all the foods with estrogen, synthetic medicines, all sin is in devilish. Sometimes the decisions that you make come for a better gift. Sometimes when you sin is to relate to all your brethren. Heavenly gates all in our face, we the champions. We live in the sky, we see the angels on the chariots. Waiting on the $20 bill, face a Harriet. I bet you I'ma carry it. I'm in love with music to the point I wanna marry it. But my love for people is greater, so I write messages. Largest spending power, but we still sit at a deficit Living amongst prejudice, even at our residence Moors in America, flourishing, excellent Let's buy up some neighborhoods and groom our own president Yeah And I come to you today With all intentions of spreading Love Truth Peace, freedom, and justice.
Uh, looks like I cut out, but I want to thank you all for tuning in. This is going to be a great discussion. As I said before, actually met these people. Um, we don't just bring everyone into our house. We have a family, um, several children, but these are good mores, right? And it's it's just like, um, I, it's, it's kind of sad to say this, but sometimes it's, it's like it's so rare that you actually meet good mores that actually, you know, doing their best to live an Islamic lifestyle that when you meet people like that, it's a breath of fresh air. And so, you know, it, it was really um, a pleasure to meet these Moors and to introduce them to our family. And um, I would like to go ahead and turn the floor over to you both. Um, and thank you for coming on the platform. Please thank tell us you more about yourselves. Islam, 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 Islam. <laughs> Sorry yeah, for that. Right. Intro. <laughs> yeah, we rise in praise to Allah, all perfect praise to Allah. An honor to Allah in the person of our holy prophet, Drew Ali, this day, yesterday, and yet the days to come. Want to give honor to yourself, your family, for having us on. Uh, so we, we'll just leave it open for y'all to, to talk. I'm Chief Minister Dr. Ross here. I've been a more since I've been 25. I'm now in my 70s. Uh, I'm known across the country in one way or another. Uh, we teach Islam. We only like to say all our books, Islam, Qurans, 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 books, law. So this is what we deal with. We deal with what the prophet brought. If you look at the picture of the prophet sitting at his desk, he got books. He ain't got no playboys. He ain't got no hustlers. He ain't got no, he ain't got that other stuff. You see books of law and other things on his table. So this was a mighty man not had graduated from high school to be able to not only go into those books but come out with the stuff we need so we're following his footsteps his footsteps alone and doing the things that we do for our, our people and ourselves Absolutely. this is my wife isis side of you grand governors i let her talk for herself <laughs> islam 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 we humble ourselves and giving praises islam, to our father islam. god allah we allow Allah to go before us as he will dictate and govern our thoughts that our words will meet the flavor of him in his most humble and most noblest of image, our Father God, Allah, whom we surely love and surely deserve all thanksgiving and praise. Yes, I, <laughs> we are the Morrison Temple. We represent the Morrison Temple America 1928, the Morris Temples of Islam. And it is a uh, honor. I thank you, my brother, for allowing us to come in and share how we love to live and how we live to love. And that's truly in the faith of Islam. Um, I know um, you had noted uh, about our school, out, um, which is um, our love child, <laughs> because we watched it develop over a course of, you know, over decades and seeing it come into fruition because the chief started us off. I was one of the first, um, what we call uh, students. students. Well, because we had a, a beautiful class, um, the first generation to graduate from the Moorish, at the time it was called the Moorish, um, the University of the Moorish Science Temple of America. And probably maybe after like, I don't know, about six years after that, we rebranded it to the Moorish Islamic Theocratic Institute. And so Chief Minister was very um, fixed on having a learning platform because it was interesting how it involved. I'm, I'm newly into the temple. We just 
recently gotten obligated and it was a, a officer in one of our temples in the east that was demonstrating something that was differently or had a different concept of what the teachings were about and chief said we can't no longer leave it up into everyone you know having this uh uh information and that information we need to house it in a collective form to create a curriculum to where we can build upon and where all my officers are learning in the one setting and everyone is on the same page because every it, chief had it the supreme grand she had it to where if you go to one temple you shouldn't get a different teaching if you visit another temple or study group across the country. So we all should be on the same platform in our teachings and how we demonstrate. In order to create that, you have to create a learning environment, curriculum courses um, to set forth to guide everyone in order for them to literally be on the same page. And so over the years, Chief has already developed this concept um, while he was in California. And so me just, you know, being technically savvy, we said, let's create it. Cause it wasn't no zoom and all that good right. stuff. When we started, it was basically the conference, you know, we was able to do conference calls. So we would have it via conference calls, but everyone would have to have the physical books. Um, we would upload um, stuff and, 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 you know, send it to people emails. But that's when stuff was just kind of in terms of the technology and, and how information was shared and disseminated was just kind of getting started. Yes. And then over the years, um, just kind of fast forward, um, we was uh, teaching brothers in the Dismal Crips, state and federal prisons, was getting our... Um, our basic uh, Islamic course. And they still do. They, and what it was interesting because Chief would create the books like with the coil binding, you know, and we would go to the copy and print it up. But after a while, it took off to where it was just too exhausting. So then we created actual booklets. And so we have our corresponding courses. This is um, lesson one. And so the basic one on one course covers the basic, the more, um, the, the circle seven Quran going through all the chapters, um, the one-on-ones going through all the keys, divine constitution and bylaws. And so the basic, Just so you can see, <laughs> so that's too close. Okay. All right. Then, and that's the advanced course. We have the advanced course. That's lesson two. And so the advanced course has lessons one to 15, the basic course lessons one to 10. And it's right now it operates as a online school platform as well as our corresponding course. But we have folks that's kind of old school and they prefer the book form. So they are able to get it in the, the, the book form and where they can go through the lessons. And we also provide lessons via PDF file. And so it's just like any other um, institute. institute learning platform. It took us years to formulate it, to critique it, to shape it and advance it to the way it is now. And so we've have we have um, students that was from other Islamic communities, other more science Temple of America, Grand Bodies, um, come to our school because they was interested. And, and was looking for a platform to where they, you know, where they can learn. 
it's interesting. Me and Chief Minister, we was doing our outreach, and we had some other members with us. We was in because we sit on we well since about a year ago, we sit on the board of interfaith, um, and so we was at this um, event um, that we was invited to one of uh, the mosques in Atlanta, and it was doing like I said Ramadan, and it was interesting where one of the imams, when Chief asked, you know, what school of thought did he learn from, he he was so proud to say, oh, I studied um, directly with Wallace D. Muhammad, and we and no and so. To have, when you ask a Moorish American, who did you study from? Oh, I studied on my own. Oh, I'm I'm my own self, Lord and Master. And it's like... I got my own portion. Yeah, I got my my own own portion. portion. Where did you get your portion from? I said, there is no... I don't care whether it's Christian, Judaism, Islam. Outside of Moorish Science of America, when you ask someone, where did they study from? They are able to point you to a school of thought. Whether well, it's in the Ahmadiyya community, the Nasabani order, they they are telling you where they they got their foundation of Islam. And it's a school. They have books, they have lessons, they go through various courses. But when it comes to the Moore Science Temple of America, it's like this, you know, this IKEA type Islam. You know, they just go ahead and get the stuff and figure they can fix it up themselves at home and it's going to be suitable. It's going to be fixed and it's going to be strong and, and not realizing that. So, yes, these are our course lessons. And if you're interested in going to and seeing what our school is about, we invite you to go to um, the Morris Islamic Theocratic Institute, M-I-T-I dot education. And it's education spelt out. No dot com. It's M-I-T-I dot education. Islam. Islam. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> I've been around a very long time. And uh I'm from the generation before the last gen the lost generation as I call them. Because in that generation, you have brothers that like I, I talked to a brother on the phone, he called me from prison. They want us to help. I said, What temple you belong to? Oh, we belong to Temple 43. I said, You do? I said, Well, who your grand she? Uh 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 I said, uh, 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 who your national grandson? Uh, 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 wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me get this other brother. He called his other brother down. The brother get the talk. I said, well, brother, what tell me? Well, brother, I'm the sheik here. I'm the sheik. I said, well, who made you a sheik? Alu Akbar. I said, well, what? Alu Akbar. Who made the prophet? Uh, 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 I'm like, uh, could you put somebody else on the phone, please? Somebody would say, and that's across the country. It's not just in prison. I've been around more around the country. Well, you know, this is my own portion. Uh, this is my portion. And I asked, where did you get it from? Yeah, you know, it's like most people now, they go learn from the nation of Islam or whatever. Then they come join the temple. And like I said, most of Dr. York people, for example, all of them took over temples across the country. They actually went into the temple. I got one here in Georgia, and he said in his own book, the Moors are not going to like the fact I hold up Dr. York as my master teacher. And and the guy, there been in four different grand bodies. Now he's a grand governor. I mean, there's no consistency. And just last year, he had his other brother, who was supposed to be his supreme grand sheik, now, his, his name used to be Dawi Ali Il. Now it's uh uh, uh what what do you call it? 
Papa Daka. He's a, uh, what's the people that, the, 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 the women that, the, the, with the white on to kill the chickens. They kill chickens and stuff. Uh, yeah, Buddha, you talking about. Not Buddha, it's the, the other sisters. They always wear white. Anyway, so the brother joined them. He went from being a more Matter of fact, he the one that drew the picture of the woman carrying the prophet out the water. Wow. That's what made him get into it in, because you'll see his picture on certain websites. Instead of the prophet carrying the woman out the water, he got the woman carrying the prophet out the water. And now he said, don't, don't worship the man, honor the, your woman, honor the woman. Uh, so these are the lessons that come out when we talk about how they tend to take over with those. Well, but that's because they're doing, because one, you don't have no discipline. Two, you come through the temple door. When you come through the temple door, Act 6 and Act 7 must be enforced. Uh -huh. You know, you come through the temple door, uh, you come here with, like a brother told me, I said, well, brother, you know, as a Moorish American, well, who's your prophet? I said, aren't you a Moorish American like me? Yeah. Muhammad Akbar, that's who. I'm like, you's a hypocrite, don't call me no more. Yeah. Because I said I'm Moorish American. I can only get to be a Moorish American by enacting Act 6 and keeping up with Act 7. I must proclaim that I am, take the child to tame, and then after that, Act 7 say keep in line with all necessity. Now I got to keep in line with what the prophet said. So how is you different than me? See, that's the problem. Because these brothers and sisters come in without discipline, and you don't start off with this here. You got to start off with the prophet gave you what you got up there, the divine constitution bylaws. These are rules and regulations that govern our lives, but they're not being explained to the new members. Yeah. Well, I think it, Go ahead. I think yes, it act, yeah, I think it Act 6 and Act 7, that that um, adds a lot of us. That that eliminates a lot of us. Right, right. A lot now, of people don't uphold it, and especially Act 7. So, you know. Yeah, that's that. Like you said, there's a lack of discipline, and that's gonna, you know, that's that's why it's every man for himself. Oh, there you go, there you go. Now they got a book I call uh, African American Islam, and on page fifty five, it clearly states there's a brother I, I was in the temple with. I met up with him and doing a nineteen ninety two convention, and he said they asked him a question. The interview asked him say, "Do Moors practice the core belief of worship?" of Islam. And he said the way the community is set up is left to the individual to carry on the responsibility to yeah. hold up the core principle. Now yeah, that's, I that's why I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that I have some questions for you and Go ahead. get into that. That that's one of that's one of Fine, the well, let's get into it. Okay. So um for, for those that are new to this um Everybody watching, if, if you've never heard of the chief minister, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this brother's uh, invested around 40 years of studies with yes. the temple yes. and um, the foundation of this Islamic um, Islamism, you know, na uh, our nationalism for, for the people misnomered as African-Americans here. So, yes, sir. You know, the brothers put in a, a, a lot of um, work, a lot of time and um, invested a lot of um, time in studying. And then actually getting out and meeting and speaking with the elders. That's one of the things, too, that um, a lot of us don't understand because we see the things like the uh, some of the prophecies that, you know, that are circulating 
the, around the internet people see all types of things but they they don't even know where that stuff's coming from so this is one of the mm -hmm. brothers who actually met and built with some of those people that those oral statements came from okay so definitely everybody listening tune in and um I, I wanted to go ahead and start asking you a few questions Please. all right so the first question is dealing with marriage and islam right so we've only we've only met a handful of moorish leaders such as yourself who's actually married and especially and then the list gets way way like minuscule when you're talking about who's married and the spouse is also involved in the um in the temple with them like actually living as moorish american Muslim, right taking it seriously doing it in unison and then i'm specifically speaking about people in leadership because you actually have people that are members you know rank and file members that are married and in the temple together so you would think the leaders would be setting the example but it's rare to meet leaders like you two that are actually both living the life so um the question i have for you is um, would you speak on the importance of this measure for Moorish American Muslims and possibly also touch on, you know, what the prophet, um, what, what he told Brother Emil Ill about getting married? And um, well, well, would, you, would you speak on that? Well, well, let me say this here. Put up your acts again, please. When you put up the act, you go to Act 7, it says what? It says... From this here, all that supports this here. And this is what it says on page three. The prophet pointed out the importance of marriage on page three. And he tells us about <laughs> dear mothers, dear fathers. When you get to act six and seven, he says, husband. Nowhere in the prophet's teaching do he say boyfriend. Do he say associate? See, he never stressed that he used key words. Father, mother, husband. Even when you read your Quran and you get into chapter uh, one, it says Allah, the husband man, cast forth the human seed into the soil of soul. So the prophet is always stressing family values. So when you come into the temple, the problem is when you come into the temple, no one is actually fulfilling Acts 6. They're talking about it. They give you a copy of it, but they don't teach you that because they was never taught. Now, if you look at this, it with us, all members must. All members must. And it follows down in Acts 7, what you must do. Now, when you come into the temple, for example, You probably say come to three meetings. And naturally what he's also implying, that when you come to those three meetings, you should be coming to the meeting with someone you saw or heard. Now, once you come into the first meeting, you meet up with somebody, y'all talk, because you know, at the end of the meeting, we sit down and break bread, talk crazy with each other. And then you say, oh, wait a minute, can I get to, yeah, come on to my house, come on around me like we did you. We came all the way up to Ohio to meet you. So now, you in my temple, you meet brother such and such, you go and see if he, what, what's life he's living? Oh, he's living the life of Islam. The prophecy falls to the principles of Islam. Negroes don't practice Islam. Scientists don't practice Islam. So the prophet he gave us what we need to practice. So now my job, her job, and any other officer's job that's assigned 
is to teach you your religion and your way of life. Allah said he made us male and female. He didn't make us separate. <laughs> We're part of each other. How did we come into the temple and don't want to fulfill that? We just want to have this carnal thing. You know, uh, uh, I like you, you like me. You know, when I was younger, we lived in a project, and me and Betty, we look at each other. I play basketball and baseball with the boys, but at nighttime, me and her grind on the fence. We get by the monkey balls, so we do funny stuff. Then we come back and do our own thing. So these, that's what children do. The prophet said, by this, you can set your household right. A man doesn't have a household if he doesn't have a wife in it. It's also in holy instructions, right. warning to young men to build the foundation. So it is the, the brothers coming into the temple. In order to build a community, it first starts in getting your house in order. Right. Charity begins at home. So you have the holy instructions and a warning from the prophet for all young men. So now he's giving a young men as to what to look at. If young men was to pattern this degree in which the prophet has given them, they would choose wisely their mate. They wouldn't just have some random girl that got 15-foot eyelashes or that looks like a harlot and that's talk. I mean, he talks about the characteristics of what your wife should look like. And he tells you about the man. Man should be running around his pants hanging down, trying to hang around with all other brothers and say he cool. You look at it, we hang with. That's why when you come into the temple, you come and you say, okay, I got two more meetings to make. I wonder if I can get to meet Brother Lloyd and his family. Oh, man. Lloyd and his family. Oh, they practicing Islam. Look how they come into the house. Look how the children. So now they getting their appetite wet. So the appetite become one with the prophet. Then on the third meeting, they're reading the law. You got to hear some of this. And you got to hear the law you got up there. Now, after that, then the call comes out. After you read from the Quran and you read that, then the call come out for new members. That's a process. Now, then the prophets say this. After hearing our laws, after being around us, you find this is too hard for you, it's best you keep your seat. Absolutely. If you can't be a man, keep your seat. You yeah. can't be a woman, keep your seat. Be honest with yourself. Now, so the prophet distressed marriage, and I remember I was reading uh, a couple things. One of the documents I read where the prophet had told me to live, uh, first of all, he told me to live about the brother Glover Hill. He said, if Glover Hill don't get himself a wife, I'm going to separate him from the temple. Now, Governor Glover Hill was in the long term, the prophet separated him from the temple, and the prophet called him the dirtiest man he ever seen. He told me to live. He said, brother, you got to get yourself a wife. I'm going to have to separate you from the temple. And then he pointed out, sister, Delhi Brown Bay. That was her name. Del D. Brown Bay. Name was Delhi Brown Bay. So he points it. That's sister's name. Even though she already had two children. Two girls. He said, that'd be a nice woman for you. And he took the prophet advice and he married her. And she got a letter where the people said the prophet took him down because he didn't have a wife. And she said in her letter, no. The prophet kept him in office 
because he married me. Islam. The requirement is how can you say you nation building when you not building with the nation? On the cover of the questionnaire, the woman is called humanity. The woman represents the nation. How are you going to build without her? Absolutely. Just to add to that, too, um, really just adding to what you're saying, that's, that's definitely a problem. Um, it's, it's not enough Moors who, who say that they take this seriously, who are in leadership, and their own family's not in it. You know, they're no, not even... Some- they don't even have their children in there with them. There's some of them married to Europeans and everybody else. But don't see, this is the catch. We've witnessed that with our own eyes, too. This, yes. this is the catch. The leadership from my generation has got so thirsty, they accept anything. Yes. See, I don't. I'd rather be by myself than be with a crook. I don't have gay friends. I might have gay cousins. <laughs> My wife may have gay cousins, but there's no need for me to associate with people that's not doing what I'm doing with my God. Yeah. So now, if you're in the temple, your leader is supposed to enforce on you Act 6 and Act 7. That's a law. You can't get to Act 1. You can't be a grand sheik. You can't be a chairman if you're not living a life according to act six and seven. See, Moore's got it backward. You know, I'm a grand sheep. No, no, no. I'm a husband. I'm a Muslim. I'm a servant. I submit to Allah. Act six and seven. That's what you're supposed to be before you be anything. You want to know the best title in the more scientific America? It's Muslim. The best practice in the more scientific America is Islam. You look and see how many people are afraid of those two things. How they're afraid of family and Islam. And when you try to teach them, they try to come up, I got my portion. You ain't got no portion. You find the people ain't even understanding that. They say to give and understand the treasure of life he gives to you. What measure seem good and to who? Him. Who's the him? You. You the him. You made an image of likeness of Allah. You him. If you refuse to study, you're going to be dumb. You seek to study, you're going to be smart. What portion? Allah gave you everything you need. The prophet said, he brought you everything you need, starting with this. So I brought you everything you need. Now take it and save yourself. Your questionnaire, divine constitution and bylaw, your additional laws. And everything that came out the prophet's mouth, and he said spirit and life. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Moors don't do that because Moors have adopted the world. I remember a time, like with the charm, we all wanted Circle Sevens. This is back in the 60s and 70s. Now, brothers want to wear everything else but a Circle Seven. They want, they want crescents and stars. The uh, brother told me last week, he a Moorish American moon. I said, what happened being a Muslim? How come you can't see what the prophets say? Then some brother typed me, say, you know, uh, what's that NDA said such and such. Who in the heck is NDA? How you women? How you got MDA? Who in the heck is MDA? I know five of them. Uh, well, brother, you know, you know, uh, you can't fall. Let me tell you something. Brother, come on. 
supposed to be having the temple. Say when he got to the temple, there was already homosexuals in the temple, and he ain't putting nobody out. They still there. Now, if you look at that, where's the family structure? Where's the family consciousness at? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a conflict of interest. Right. So where's the family? So the prophet say, by this, prophet say, by this, you can set your house in order. Dear father, by these lessons, you can set your house in order and your children will learn to love instead of hate. Dear mother, teach this lesson to your little ones. They may learn to love instead of hate. All this is dealing with family. Ain't nothing in dealing with boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. But because the brothers aren't as strong as they used to be. You know, brothers, now you hurt their feelings. I hurt their feelings all the time. Man, you hurt my feelings. Why are you going to? Wait a minute, why are you so punkish? Why are you so weak? You know, I'd be like, I had a brother come in my temple. He's from Chicago. We both been from the same neighborhood, the same clique. He gonna tell me, well, brother, you talking too harsh to me. I said, brother, I know the people that you know, they're pistol with me. Uh, uh, he get outside and he said, well, I want to buy your book, brother. I said, okay. He said, how much? I said, $100. I never heard, listen, him and this woman sat in my house for two hours. Yeah. I never heard her speak. I never heard her speak more than a couple words. We get on the porch and he said, I want to give you $100 for the book. No, you can't give $100 for the book. <laughs> you know what I say? I brother, I give you a deal. <laughs> wow. You know, but I've seen. Yeah. When we get there, and the brother be like, uh, I can't offend her. Wait a minute. She ain't said nothing. Brothers are scared to speak. Brothers are scared to confront their devil. Well, you, you know, one thing to that, um, before I ask this next question, um, you know, there there was this um professor from um I think Cal State, and he's a brother. His name is Tyrone, and he did this research. Uh, he was on CNN. He paid to get on CNN on his own. He did research showing that these um, chemicals that they put in the food, he did it. He tested it on frogs, and it changed them. It turned the frogs um, homosexual, and then it also changed their gender, physically changed their gender. And he, he said, now we need to do this on other vertebrates you know, to see what this could be doing to humans. And they, they blocked him. They couldn't fire him because he had tenure. And they so they've been doing this to us. You they know, They put it in the baby food. Yeah. And, and it affects us. You know, some of us able to, you know, hold on to the masculinity. But it's it's affecting all of us. Well, you see, you're absolutely right, sir. There was a sister named Portia. Uh, she was into culture and stuff. I forgot what uh, she gave me something on the phone, but I lost my phone. And she was showing the exact chemical in the baby food that turned lab rats. The male rats started acting like the female rats and they had issues. Yeah. And she was showing that. Now, the thing with the brothers is the Bible. See? The Bible. The Bible says this in Revelation chapter 12. I'm so fond of this chapter. And it says in chapter 12, something is going on that we don't even see. Chapter 12, go to verse 2. And she being with child traveled in pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. 
the red dragon. Okay. But now when you get down to here, you see verse 4 in chapter 12. It says, And his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and did cast them into earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered to devour her child as soon as born. Now those people that deaf, dumb, and blind religiously don't understand Satan has set up a system. See, when you read the Bible, Jesus says clearly to his disciples, come with me, I'll make you a fisherman and a man. Now, you throw your, you, he told him, throw your net into the deep. Satan has told his people and showed them how to throw the net in the deep. You get those fish that ain't came to shore yet. You get those children that ain't grew up yet. Look, look, look at Disney. Look at all the stuff they exposed about Walt Disney. I used to like M-C-I-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. I used to be into that as a child. Yeah. They're the first one having gay cartoon. Yeah. Look at all the oh, stuff yeah. that we got it's that we're getting from a system that means us no good. Our mothers are raising most children. And if you got a household, which 42, I think 54% of the household now hearing about our women, our women don't want to listen to a man. Somebody told them they don't need a man. And they're now looking for education. So they can get a job, so they can do for themselves without a man. Now, this thought is becoming prevalent all the way down. So now, once again, the man can't get his household right because his mama had put out five men before he got to be 12. Five of our boyfriends came in the house, moved in because they couldn't do nothing because the system already got where they can't get no jobs and that he's hustling. So now what happened? The mom, I don't like you. Get out of my house. She put him out. How can he respect the man when he keep getting put out? Then yeah, on the other hand, she's telling the young boy, you just like your daddy. You ain't no good. Just like your daddy. But it wasn't the daddy. It was the problem was the mama. Yeah. We ain't looking at the fact mama thought she was a man. Never. So yeah, she run around, got a hair blonde, uh, showing her breasts and Got eyelashes that can drive a car. So, <laughs> so yeah. now your children grow up under that. Plus this here. Listen to the sound of the music. Your child, you got children. You know how you raise your children. Yeah. Just imagine your child got to talk over the noise of your radio. You got your music. Boom, 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 boom. And mommy. Boom, 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 boom. Now the baby goes, mommy, mama. Now the baby got to learn to talk loud, to talk to mama and daddy because they listen to this music, bumping and grinding music. So why? The, so he grows up what? Hollering and screaming. He grows up with a filthy mouth and a filthy mind because that's what presented in his house because guess what? Satan took Family value. What the prophet tell us? He said, if you have race pride, come join the more scientific of America. Where the race pride at? The sister come in want to show her breastlessness. The man hanging his pants down. You know, yeah. brothers with these dookie braids. They got all these thick braids on that different color, just like the woman. So, and I've been looking at them. I've been like, uh, I'm a mo like you. I said, you can't be like me. You got two braids in your hair. Yeah. 
Your had red, green, and purple. How the hell your pimps had that? When I came up, pimps had their hair like that. They had a little can of spray. You could spray your hair silver and stuff. That's what we used to do when we was pimping. Spray our hair. These brothers ain't pimping. They, they just trying to look like the girl. I'll be yeah, like, it's, it's it's crazy. And but you know, like what what we're speaking on today shows why we need to have our own perspective. Because obviously the perspective for us, you know, is it, set up for our destruction. And those of us who know already know what the lower self is doing, what it's traveling the earth to do. Right? So this is the only way. But, um, you know, one uh, other question I wanted to ask you, um, since we're getting into the temple, what what is the Morris Science Temple of America supposed to look like? Like what what's the temple supposed to look like? I'll give you prime example. You take a you take an Orthodox Muslim. And take the nation of Islam, put them two together, you should have a Moorish American Muslim. The nation of Islam stick with what Elijah Muhammad said. They practice what he said. The Orthodox Islam, they practice what the Quran say. They know how many times a day to pray. They know how to pray. You go to Orthodox Muslim, he can tell you all about his prophet. I done went to him, they even tell me the smell that Prophet Muhammad like. Prophet Muhammad... He liked sandalwood, my brother. He wore this, my brother. Now you ask them more about the prophet, they don't even know. They don't care. They look at the little picture, that's all they know. He wore a face. He had, wait a minute, brother. Uh, they don't care. The nation of Islam, you ask one of them who they are. Huh? Some of them will say his name was Sharia. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Let me show you. You go to a member of the nation. First of all, you know your member of the nation how he dressed. You already know. Listen, they had that guy, William Stone. Uh, not Stone. Uh, I remember his name. William, he was a writer. And he used to wear bow ties. Everybody thought he was a Muslim because he wore little bow ties with his suit. William Armstrong, that's what he was. Now, he wasn't a Muslim. But because the Muslim had set a standard how they look and dress, you think anybody with a bow tie is one of them. They're always upright, independent, and fearless. Now, you look at the members in Islam, they got their kufis on. They got their prayer beads. You know, just like I got mine. I got mine in my pocket right now. You know, they got their prayer beads. You know, they are uh, they're always talking about Allah said, the prophet said. Moses will tell you about that. You know, uh, we got to learn civics today. Uh, you know, hickory dickory dock. You know, brother, you, you don't know about the peace and friendship treaty, but can't nobody tell you who signed it. There's no ethical aspects Woo. to what we, you know, in the temple. In our community, when a new member comes in, they got to go through orientation. Yes. And that's the process in which they learn how to formulate the whole outwardly show the verbiage, the history, they getting that foundation like in military and boot camp, <clears throat> you go through the whole regimen of, 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 of how to get up early in the morning, exercise, how to make your bed. They go through what they training. So we in, in our community, we have orientation where we call it spiritual boot camp because they're going through basic training. Members come, when I came in the temple, um, and when I joined, this was back in 2003, Three. November 17th is my 
um, spiritual birthday, birthday. That's my first nationality card. And so coming into the temple at that time, chief was still in California, but there was at that time, there was no sister in the temple where I was located to kind of groom me into what a sister should represent, how she should tie her turban, how she, what does the turban mean? What does wrapping the turban the way we do? It has meaning. It's a story behind that. We have in our community, we have the the sister wrapping, the sister turban wrapping ceremonies, the rites of passage for sisters coming into the temple. And our beautiful Sheikha Zamani, who is the oldest member. Older than me. (laughs) She's been been in the temple longer than I have. She's been in the temple a long, she's seen a lot. She got a lot of history on the belt. And she is the one to help structure our um, sister auxiliary to where we have those particular things. We have a historical aspect to us as, you know, women coming in the temple. But coming into the temple, we have people that have joined the temple from other grand bodies said they didn't, they became an adept and a sheik in the same day and don't even have a circle seven Quran. How is that possible? We have people that joined the temple and don't even know the divine constitution and bylaws. They don't even know the Moorish American prayer. They don't even know where to face, how to turn, when they pray. They don't know what to wear. They And so when you come into the temple, like in our community, we have, again, we have boot camp. It's spiritual boot camp. It is for 16 weeks. They're getting... The basic foundation and to build tight, upon. And we tighten it up. And we tighten it up. We and this year, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we have that even in the dismal crypt. Brothers that want to join our community that's presently locked down in state and federal prison, they got to go through, and it's a little longer for them, yeah. they got to go through um, the spiritual boot camp in the dismal crypts. They got to have, you got to have your tools. People join a temple from other grand bodies and they call us to go on our Moorish Islamic store to purchase materials because they didn't get we give a member when they join us they get a membership packet they get a, a email welcoming them to the community they get videos they get links and that membership packet is is thick it's a kufi, it's prayer bees, it's the buttons, it's every, it's the seven articles, Circle 7 Quran, literature, humanity pamphlet, the divine constitution and bylaws, the 101s, you get in, and, and we got, um, we have links, we give links, we give PDF files, because everyone should know the history about the prophet. A new member joining our community, they get a free copy of I, Your Prophet. It's the book in which we presently sell on the Moorish Islamic store, because people need to know about the prophet. So coming into the Moorish temple, they should go through orientation. It should be a, you do that on your job. They give you a a training on your job. You go through orientation and everything else we do. How can someone come in the temple and not have anything to welcome them into a religious community? Let let me say this here. We had to go to court here because the brothers from another grand body were saying that uh, we don't teach this, they don't teach this. They can't have prayer rugs. They can't have kufi. I took my kufi off to put it up here. And uh, so we had to go to court about that in North Carolina. And uh, I have actual letters that these brothers wrote that say you don't pray, you don't have prayer beads, you don't wear kufis. Now, 
I know this for a fact because I begun back in the late 80s uh, to institute Ramadans, Moist Ramadans, Moist this, Moist that, and everybody fought me. You know, Jones Ben love him. They passed law. You can't wear kufi. Bill Eildon, you can't wear kufi. Braswell Bay, you can't wear kufi. All these things. And we went to the prison and the chaplains, these Islamic chaplains say, but we're in agreement with them. You know, we don't want Moors to look like they Muslims, that they're believers. And I just looked at them. I said, who are you to determine if I should look like a mob? Because this is a fact. What Moors don't know, that at one time, you go back 1,500 years, everybody look alike. You couldn't tell a Muslim or a Christian or a Jew because everybody wore kufis. Everybody wore turbans in the desert. That was the only thing that changed was what you had on your neck. Now, so we reinstituted that. We do pray. The Quran say pray standing or prostrate. We teach you when to prostrate, when to stand. Now, how can you not be a, a Muslim or a Muslim here when the prophet say it is? You want to claim your nationality and we to teach you your nationality and your divine creed. What is your divine creed, Islam? If you read Moore's literature, the prophet clearly states we are the false of the principles of Islam and that we are to use the Quran of Mecca. If we look on the back of this here, it tells you to learn instead of hate. If you look all through your lessons, our prophet tells us what to do and what not to do, how to practice Islam. Now, if we for be practicing Islam, what is more science? Where that come from? You you are more scientist, but you don't practice Islam. I don't see what the prophet say. You a scientist? I see what the prophet say on every nationality card. I hereby proclaim that you are a Muslim. I don't say everybody claim you a scientist. Take these chemicals, go blow something up, make some invisible ink, make some make some blue toothpaste. I don't see that. He said we practice our religion is Islamism. We follow to be an actual motivation of it. So you come into the temple, my job is to tell you how many times a day to pray. Prophet said three. The prophet told me to tell you use a path, use a fad. Prophet told me to tell you the hearts to Chicago. Prophet told me to tell you these things, to teach you these things. How can you be a grand sheep if you're not living up to Acts 6 and 7? It's impossible. That's the foundation. That was actually holding up Act 1. You can't be a grand sheik or a chairman of more scientific America or part of the grand body. If you have not did the bottom, you got to proclaim your nationality. That's not Act 1. Act 1 does not proclaim your nationality. It should be with the teacher teaching you. Pyramids are built from the bottom up, not from the top down. But it looks like that. So all these things that you got here, is history in that? You know, Moors be talking about, I'm born a Mo. How are you born a Mo? There's not no law in here say you born a Mo. Chapter 47 say, with us came the Canaanite, Hittite, and Ammonite. So if you're not a Moor in America, you're a Hittite, Canaanite, and Ammonite. That's what the prophets say, because they came over here with us. I'm born a Mo. How are you born a Mo? Brother going to tell me a couple of days ago, he born in Moors continent. Because his grandmama told him he's he's a Cherokee Moor. I said, you're what? I'm a Cherokee Moor. 
You might be a parakeet more, but I don't know if I know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've been listening to these brothers, and I've been like, <clears throat> it's not the Elder Moore's fault in a lot of this. That's what I have to make clear. Everybody blame on the Elder Moore's. Only certain issues are theirs. For example, in Virginia, they got 250 acres of land. Elder Moore's brought that, but there ain't no Moore's living on it. Now, the Elder Moore's can get together and get 250 acres of land, and I got pictures showing these people building the buildings. I got pictures of these people milking cows. I got pictures of these people doing this here, but their children moved to Richmond, Virginia, and they ain't doing nothing. The buildings are falling apart. So what happened between the time that those people was inspired by love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and holding to the covenant that the prophet gave us, and now their children want to live the city life. The, yeah, the people back in that time um, had the mind frame to do for themselves more. Right. So, yeah, they, you know, they they knew maybe there was no other option if you didn't build your own school, have your own doctors, have your own everything that you need. It wasn't going to happen. So, you know, they carried themselves with more dignity and respect. You can see what you just child, see. this little child has a suit. You know, everybody had dignity and respect. For the most, you know, and, and just had that mindset to do for themselves. So we, we got away from that. And that's that's where we're still at today. And, and we still see more trying to bring the bar down low, you know, instead of setting it high. And that's, you know, that's so sad, but it, it is what it is. I'm not going to focus on the negative, but, you know, that's that's what we see. You know, more trying to bring the bar well, down. Well, low. I'm going to say this. It's not me focusing on the negative, but the positive. If I don't tell you what's right, I can't show you what's wrong. Now, here in my Quran, chapter 4 and chapter 12, John the Baptist tells the people, get ready to meet your king. John the Baptist tells the people what's right and wrong. So now, we got that in our Quran. And today, John the Baptist was Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey came to stir the ethers up. I hear a lot of people, you know, we, you know, we're more. I said, well, why don't you know what Marcus Garvey said then? Yeah. The prophet gave us Marcus Garvey as an example. He was the waker upper. He was the one that came through the graveyard knocking over the tombstones of Negro Cousin Black. Because Marcus Garvey said this here. He said the Negro wants a nationality and needs a nationality. Ain't nobody said that but Garvey. Then the prophet followed right behind him and gave it to us. Why can we don't know what Garvey said? What is the teachings of Garvey that the prophet had stood up on? My one of my first teachers, Brother T. Booker Bay, who a lot of the oil statements about in the oil book, I used to sit in his house all the time. Me and him used to talk when he lived in the senior city's home, and then when he moved to 1000 Orange Street. It's only when I moved to California that we, we weren't as close as we were. But that man told me a whole lot of stuff that the prophet said indeed. And I was so glad because through my fall, I held on to what they gave me. And that's what saves The Islam they gave us saves us. Yeah, your children may act foolish. They may do wrong, but you got to tell them what they're doing is wrong. Because if you don't tell them what they're doing is wrong, they ain't going to come back and do the right thing because you'll compromise with the wrong. I was so glad I remember... 
I was arguing with uh, Brother All Love You. This is why I love All Love You. I was in prison talking crazy to Love You. Love You told me this. Here. He said, Brother Ryan, sheiks don't go to jail for that. I had to shut up. At that time, he was the Supreme Grand Moderator Advisor. And he told me, he said, sheiks don't go to jail for that, Brother Ryan. I had to shut up. He said, sheiks don't go to jail for that stuff. Sheiks go to jail for defending their family, for raising and protecting the nation. They don't go to jail for that carnal stuff. Yeah. I see, man. And I ain't ashamed to tell people, listen, I've done that type of dumb stuff. That's how I come up. Well, somebody told me the truth, man. It shocked me. He said, man, people don't, sheiks don't go to jail for that. Wow. So he had to remind me. He had that was a shake up for me. Yeah. I was like, man, we have to point out both sides. Uh-huh. We have to show people grass is not green on the other side. On the other side, the grass is dirt. Yeah. We got to show our children there's dirt. We got to show the people there's dirt. Why you think the nation of Islam is so you don't see members of the nation of Islam running around with their pants hanging down? You don't see the members of the nation of Islam disrespecting their mamas in their household? <laughs> no. Yeah. Why? Because they talk against it. They put that down. It makes you embarrassed. You feel like your child should say, I don't do that because I'm a Muslim. I'm a Muslim. Well, why don't you do it? Because I'm a Muslim. Muslims yeah. don't do that. I like the fact that one of the things that we have come across um, and, and, and definitely love uh, the 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 measure and how you and your wife definitely approach um, conversations and 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 Moorish American Muslims across the country is is to start a conversation and not to go with the ebb and flow of what others have said and basically let me have a conversation and develop my own interpretation of what is being said or what I've discovered and a lot of times we even tell people compare even when they ask us about joining our community we give them a, enough information exactly. to basically be informed irregardless of what temple they join we said even if you don't decide to join our community we're fine with it but at least go into a temple community with a good solid understanding of what you're joining this way you're not going it's like you know you go and read reviews but you're going with uh, not understanding how <laughs> something is until you experience and see it yourself yeah. and so we said compare do contrast and compare ask them questions go ask who's the grand sheik where they learning where ask some um basic questions on what what accreditation do they have to be who they are Where's they study? Who's they teachers? How long have they been learning? Hey, we brought where your children at. Let, let me see hey, what you want to know is when they tell well, my mama walked with the prophet. Okay, who your mama? Because I never heard of her. <laughs> my daddy walked with the prophet. Well, yeah. who your dad? I never, I got moors right now when I come in temple. I'm born a mo. I'm born a mo. Listen. I come in their temple a year later, I'm their assistant grand sheet. And they Sunday school teachers. Yeah. And I'm looking at them to this day. I look at them. I can show you when they was clubbing, when the sister was showing up breasts and shaking her booty. 
Their brother was clubbing. Now all of a sudden they come back to the temple. I'm barring them out. I just barring them out. We got pictures of one of the sisters. She's uh, she's up in age, and she has one of the pictures of her being the youngest adept in the not no um, Anthony Bay's wife. Oh yeah, yeah. sister Eunice. Yeah. Eunice, and so and so she has a baby picture of her with a turban on and a little pin in it, and so her parents were raised in a temple. I mean, in in, in retrospect of a conversation I had, she could have claimed that measure, but she said to me, and it was an interview, I wasn't born a Moorish American. I had to proclaim like everybody else. Ah! That's what she said. I had to proclaim like everybody else. When I got 12 years old, I had to proclaim. So she said, my parents carried me up to a certain point. But I had to proclaim. And wow. so these are people that literally we seen in the black and white pictures during the time of I got Kurt pictures of the baby. Doing I got pictures of the baby. Absolutely. So these are people that were their parents in the temple during the time of the prophet, not making those claims that they were born a Moorish American. But I want to say this that what we are not seeing is that the youth or the young brothers and sisters in the temple today are not appreciating sitting at the foot of the elders to gain a perspective of the history and there i i and i i honestly don't know too many elders um that's in the temple that's been around that was taught by those that walked and talked with the prophet that can give you a beautiful perspective the fact that our Supreme Grand Sheik was taught by George Cook Bay, he met both of the prophet's wives, Booker T. Bay, all these people that was there during the time of the prophet, they shared him wisdom, lessons, and understanding that you can't find in the Moorish Guide. You won't find but in why? the Why? The question becomes why? Because when I come into the temple, I really listen. I really, really, I really, really, I really, really, really want to be the best no I could be. Because my teacher, my teacher had me excited. Danny Lloyd Hill, that's why I like your name, Lloyd. Danny Lloyd Hill had me soldier. I mean, I got up and I felt like I was the king of the hill. Yeah. You know, it's like what their brother said about uh, Elijah and Malcolm. He made you feel like you was bulletproof. You could see through the stuff. But when I got outside and I started meeting Moors, I said, my, my my thing went from here to here, bang, to here, bang, to here. I'm like, y'all ain't getting married, you eating pork. And everything that I'm trying to run from, y'all giving me in the temple. I'm like, what the? So, so I had to learn, you know, I couldn't let disenchantment keep me from my line of property. And that's the problem. The youngsters. As I've just shown you chapter 12 of Revelation, the devil got them as soon as they're born because we give it to them. We get them, as soon as our children come to work, we give them their TV, their everything. We don't have our own coloring books. Why don't we have our own coloring books? Why don't we have our own everything? You know, I was I went down there on that plantation. That's what they called it down there, the 250 acres. And the mole was telling me how they had to run to catch the bus because the European bus driver won't stop where he's supposed to. I said, y'all didn't have your own school? No, we have our own school. I'm like all these educated brothers and sisters. And we didn't have our own school. 
And they have all that land. They've got all that land. We got it. And that's the issue today. Today, we're blaming it on them. Well, they, no, 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 no. We got to look at ourselves. Yeah. So in not, some ways, we've gone backwards. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing to push the program of the prophet? That's uh -huh. what's happening. What are we doing? Okay. I go in the temple. The man ain't mad. The woman ain't mad. I said, man, you got to take yourself away. Well, you know. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I had an argument with the brothers in uh, Detroit. The brothers in Detroit told me this. Thing. He said, well, Mo, the prophet said, you got to find a woman to meet your fancy. Now, here is she, a month 10 divine minister. I'm being wondering, this happened in 2005. And I'm looking at it. So I asked the brother a question. I said, brother, how many children do you have by this sister? Three. Wow. You got three children by this sister, but you don't think she suits your fancy. Yeah. You gonna tell me because the argument was how many wives did the prophet have? And I say, how many wives do you have? I'm not gonna argue about how many wives the prophet had. I know he had two. Uh -huh. I'm not gonna argue with you about that. How many wives do you have, brother? And he yeah. was the chairman of the temple. He said, Well, the prophet said, now check his word, where well, the prophet says she should shoot your fancy and stuff. And I looked at him, I said, Well, brother, how many children do you have by her? He said three. Yeah. I see me with her three times? 27 months? Mm -hmm. And she don't suit your damn fancy? Yeah. Who do I look like? I look like Bobo the Fool? Yes. You should got three. It's impossible to raise a nation like that. Huh? I said it's impossible to raise a nation like that. Absolutely. It's impossible. That's that's why we're in the state we're in. Um, hey, that's why. That's why you have to go the positive against the negative. We must. Con I love y'all because y'all program is non-confrontational, but at the same right. time it's enlightening because you cause people to think. The prophet said, "You think you can save yourself?" So anyone is listening to what we're saying. They may say, well, he's too harsh and stuff. But is we talking the truth? Are we lying? If we're not lying, then we're telling the truth. Why are you afraid of the truth? Now, and I want to add something to that. Um, for some of the people, I see like uh, what this brother Eli L. saying in the chat. You know, some of these things, may you may be above that. If, you, if you're unfortunate, you know, if you, if you have your household intact and you're doing what you're supposed to do, that message isn't for you. But a lot of people need to hear this put in the proper perspective because for somebody like me, I'm 42, I was born in 1980. For people like us and younger, we were taught that it was cool to be dysfunctional and to be savage. Oh, and that's oh. still going on. So if you have any children or grandchildren, this is the program they're getting. Okay. And they need to hear the prophets program in the proper perspective. Because they're being taught to drown in the cares of the world. Let me say this, brother. I just looked to see one of the people that's trying to debate with you. Tell that brother he come up with five thousand dollars. I'll come on his show and make him look like the dummy he is. I'm not against that. Listen, but since he want to make money off his program by having me on it. I'm talking about the Moorish World TV knucklehead that if he want me on his show, that I, 
We'll come on if you put up $5,000. Or they can come on our show and we can debate the issue. Islam says clearly, if you're going to debate, use the best that Islam has to offer. Now, uh, uh, the problem with Moors is, one, they don't know this. This should be in your head. Absolutely. This is what this is how you should figure out what you want what you gonna talk to me about, you should figure it out from here. I think one of the things you talked about or this we had um basically instigated um was to um add uh conferences where other Moorish um Moorish American Muslims as well as people in Islam to where we can come together and we can build a rapport relationship so one of the things that you cannot do you can't force anyone to place themselves up under the covenant if they not if they don't want it if they're not ready if they if they, if they find this too harsh so what we do people says well how how are we going to get together first of all is nowhere in our circle seven quran that instigates that we <clears throat> we supposed to unify with all Moorish americans the prophet never instigated that the more scientific America will be this, as some people say, divided. The more scientific America has never been divided. Is individuals that divided from the prophet yes. and created left the uh, and left the prophet and created their own factions and divisions. The, the more scientific America remains whole. It's people that left from it that created it. But here's here's the solution. Here's the the the, the quintessential. Uh, uh, solution to all of this. You work with those who seek and love and live as Moorish American Muslims. Point blank period. There you, go. you can't force anyone that's not willing to live the faith, faith of Islam. We deal with a very selective group of Moorish Americans that's not part of our grand body, but we love them, we respect them, we work with them. We work with each other behind the scenes. People don't even know the type of things that we're doing collectively and information we're sharing. That's how you show others how this works by us working together collectively. So Moorish, those Moorish Americans that's, that's, that's into schools, <laughs> that support schools, that support the teachings of the prophet, we get together. That's how you build a truthful community that lets all of us get together, show the ones that ain't doing it right how it's supposed to be done. Wait, That's wait, the solution. To show you just how honest this is, we have had over 10 meetings calling for unity. And we have these meetings. The last meeting we had was 2018, calling for unity. Brothers would rather sit up there like brothers trying to say, well, you got two half million dollars from such and such. And I'm like, do I? You know, such and such, such and such. The problem with these people are, ain't but two people come out the temple. I'm going to say it like this. Moors and whores. Moors come out propagating the faith. Whores come out prostituting the faith. It ain't never been but two people come out the temple. It ain't been but two people in the temple. 
Like you, like that guy said in the music, one person with two identities. You either your higher self or your lower self. The lower self always going to manifest itself. If you, brother, I sit up, I get calls. I, I, they, and the, and the part they don't know is I record all my calls. So when they get to talking. It's like the brother said, I want you to come on my show. I come on your show. You know? Then you come on, you tell me about you like some girl in my temple, some sister. I want you to be married. Then you're going to turn around because I want you to be married. You're going to start talking about, well, you ain't going to be just and fair with me because you know I ain't nothing. Okay. Why is it you have to lie to me to get me on your show? That shows right there you ain't worth nothing. Because after that, I own you. You didn't lie to get me on your show, man. We came up there. We traveled all the way up there to Ohio to sit and talk with you and your wife. Because we like what you're doing. So you ain't got to be with us for us to like what you're doing. For us to see your progress, to see your intentions. You ain't got to be with us. You would have lost. And in the signs of you being with a lot, we can be with each other. We can sit down and break bread together without any animosity. We felt good at your house. We looked at you and your children. We could see the love running all through the house. It was like the breath of fresh air. I don't want some other more house. I don't even take my clothes off. It'd be, it'd be listen, it'd be snow up to my neck when I went in the house. Instead of taking my army coat and stuff off, I keep it on. But they tell me, what? I don't want to say it alone. I got to go. I got to go. I, gotta, I can't say it alone. Because the house vibes are so bad, so corrupt. See, you can't hide that in the human being. Allah gave us Islam. Islam draws Islam to itself. And rejects negativity. Islam, man, I didn't know I was on mute. We we shouldn't feel like we have to hide, though. You know, we should be able to be our authentic selves. We there shouldn't you go. To get over on each other or try to put up a front. And um, you know, I wanted to ask you another question. Go ahead. Um, yes, sir. Um, what? Uh, you know, that's maybe we come back to that some other time. But um, now you can ask why, why did the prophet? Why did Prophet Noble Drew Ali issue members of the Morris Science Temple of America nationality cards? To identify. You got to know back in those days, you had, you had a form of identification. And the Prophet wanted you to know you were a corporation. See, first of all, corporations have ID cards. That's why the Prophet said when you get a wife, you to go get your ordained minister, come in front of your grand sheet. Your grand sheet then signs off with the, with the minister because you're a corporation. We're a religious society. He went from corporation to religious society. Now, in the framework of that, I don't have to go downtown to buy my wife. I don't have to do that. Other people do. Because they're not a religious society. And our religious society, every country on the face of the earth has what? Passports, don't they? 
Every country on the face of the earth has some form, even in Africa, they got a tree trunk with your name called on it. Yeah. Yeah. So now, the prophet, in order to identify them, plus, you know, you got a lot of people faking like they Moors. Like I said, the brother told me, he an ill bay Because his grandmama was, uh, was, was a Cherokee mo. Now, if the prophet was here today, you have your picture ID on there. Yeah. On the back of your car. Why? Because it's fundamental principle of a nation to be able to identify its own. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And you, you think the car would have, would have, you know, changed, uh, been more modernized if the prophet was here? No, no. The prophet said, he said, the prophet gave us the key word when he said, forced to make changes. He has a lesson out talking about forced to make changes. Because of certain incidents, he had to apply more laws on this and do that. I, I, I know you should be familiar with that document, forced to make changes. Yes. Now, sometimes you're forced to make changes because you got to keep up. Now, the prophet had a crank car. The gangster, uh, Hushmouth Johnson, gave Prophet Noah Jolly a, a, a crank car. Don't you know today you would have a car you didn't have to crank? It's yeah. Back in the Prophet day, they didn't have television. Yeah. I bet you every mode now got a television. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course. But you want they want to keep the temple in the dark ages. It's so wrong. under that term forced to make changes, the grand body has to get together with the Supreme Grand Council and the issue of Fatiwa, that's what they call it overseas, we call it laws over here and it's on a consensus. So there's a multitude of things we have to do. Now today you get all these more, the noble temple, the underground temple, Cross the street and duck your mama temple. You got all these temples. Based on somebody want to take the place of the prophet. I used to ask the brother when I went to Ohio, this great seal of the Moors. I said, how can you be the great seal of, when did the Moors sign to America and give birth to the great seal? I'm of my mama and my daddy. Yeah. They're not of me. I got their name. They got my name. So we have a whole misconception based on our childlike behavior and what we want. So the nationality card is, is, is identification. As a matter of fact, they should look at it as a blessing because it came out before state ID, didn't it? Yep. And the only other identification you had back then was called a chauffeur's license. Because the person that drove the car had chauffeur's license, which later became known as driver's license. And I used to drive on my cousin a license because it didn't have no picture on it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you know how George Cook Bay taught you how to prostrate like the prophet? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that. I've just become an advent on Tuesday night. I went to services. I was ready to. So. George Cook, baby. I ain't never seen nobody no more with prostrate. Like on the prayer rug? Yeah, I never seen that before. Okay. 
And so I go in the services. Uh, so George Cook may bring out the prayer. Now, mind you, I've been a Sunni Muslim, and I went from Sunnism to becoming a Sufi Muslim. Yeah. And he tried to rub and put it down. I'm like, huh? I'm like, yeah, I know how to do that. So he brought the rug out, and I'm like, okay, I can do that. And so when he put the rug on the floor, I never forget it. I said, Grandfather, I know how to do that. I know how to do that prayer. He said, show me. This is what he told me. George Cooper said, show me then. So I got down like I was taught as a Sunni Muslim. He said, that ain't how the prophets say do it. And I didn't argue with him. I just got up. I said, can you show me how the prophets say do it? That's how I learned to prosperate in the more scientific America from the man the prophet taught how to prosperate that taught me how to prosperate. On the prayer rug. On the it, prayer rug. It's the way we do it. It's a certain way we do it. And, and I was answering the question for the brother that asked about prayer. And that he was taught by the prophet. The, see, the and that's the kid. By the prophet. This is the kid. George Cook Bay was sent from Chicago, Illinois. I heard the lies Bill Hill said. The truth of the matter is, the prophet didn't send no alcoholic to no place to start no temple. He did not put a black fez on a man that was an alcoholic head. He did not do none of that dumb stuff. George Cook Bay was sent to Baltimore, Maryland in 1927, end of 1927, to start the temple up there in Baltimore, Maryland. He started Temple 13. Then the prophet sent his brother, I Cook Bay, up there, and he started Temple 19. Now, George Cook Bay was an executive ruler. In your questionnaire, so I'm person use the executive or use the holy name. I can know the speaker to do whatever they need to do is the grand is the executive ruler. George Cook Bay was one of the first executive rulers. And when he went to Temple 13, he used to make adepts in Temple 13. So he knew exactly, exactly, taught by the prophet from the prophet's mouth to his ear how he should do things. And no matter what he did, what people say, the prophet still whispering in his ear. That doesn't change. Your mama taught you how to wipe yourself in the bathroom. You ain't doing no better job than since that time. They taught me, my mama taught me, said, boy, you stand up when you urinate. I still, I'm 70-something years old, and I still stand up to use the bathroom. You don't forget what somebody taught you. Especially when it's a necessity. See, George Cook was taught by the prophet, and they died in the temple holding on to the prophet. Uh -huh. so I would listen to them because I know they walked and talked with the prophet. And what I used to do, I go from temple to temple, grandbody to grandbody in Chicago. That's how I got to sit with Belly Hill's grandmama, Sister D. Meatville, and talk to her for two and a half hours. I used to go to her temple and sit and talk with her and ask questions. I did that across the whole city of Chicago. Those older boys that was there would sit and talk with me, and they welcomed me to talk to me. It took me a while to learn to get firm. That's why I'm about discipline. All members must. Must means this is obligation. You must. And then I must teach you what the prophet taught. And they taught me what the prophet taught to the best of their ability. <coughs> Islam. So that's how I know what I know and why I talk like I talk. Because there's a lot of people out here 
If you ask them who taught them, they can't tell you. They tell you, well, you know, such and such mama taught him, but not such and such mama, what was she with the prophet? And we got a video with George Cookby's grandson verifying everything about Chief's relationship with George Cookby. And he clearly said, no, he weren't with the ones that was there with the prophet. It's on our YouTube channel. So yeah. George Cookby's grandson, Mathena Cookby, bear witness to that. Because he was like, my grandfather loved him. He was he was a Sunday school teacher. I want to confirm something. When Allah taught the devil, the devil's still small. See, brothers act stupid around things because they want to exclude something because they weren't involved in it. Let us look at what the prophet Noah Du Ali said. He said, Satan. The prophet said, Satan is next to me in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. The devil is next to the man of God in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. The oldest, the oldest conflict in the world is when Adam and Eve got kicked out the garden. And your key still said, we're to keep them from what? Re-entering. That's the oldest conflict known to an intelligent thinking Muslim. When we kicked out Adam and Eve. Now, Adam and Eve, they get stupid. They children got stupid. Adam and Eve was not named Lucifer, Satan, Devil, Dragon, and Beast. Then what? These sinners became stupid. Uh -huh. You ain't people ain't being taught right. That's the lesson in itself. See, they ain't being taught right. You want to go with other people's stuff, but whoever taught you should be in line with what the prophet taught. So therefore, when George Cookbay taught me adeptly, now check it. When I went over there with Sister. D. Me Lil and them, she taught me the same thing. And they ain't talked to each other in decades. Listen, I'm very huh. witness. George Cookman taught me the same thing that Sister D. Me Lil said that the prophet and her husband taught her. And they went together. They weren't even talking to each other. You go there with Belly and Belly and Tay, there was somebody said it's around them from another temple. They went to talk to him. Uh -huh. yeah. Now, how are they teaching the same thing? Now, when I went to uh, 3810 South Wabash with Brother Reynolds Hill, you can look on some of the paperwork that the prophet have. You see Brother Reynolds Hill's name on it. When me and him sat down and talked, he taught me the same thing those two taught me. Why was all they teaching in line with each other? And they were not together. So, that's confirmation. Uh -huh. that's, that's, that's great confirmation. Now, because these other people that you're talking about or talking to haven't talked to nobody, don't know nobody, they got their stuff secondhand, yeah. thirdhand, and no hand. Yeah. So, but anyway, got any more questions? Uh, yeah. Well, I think you, it looks like you, you answered the brother's question. He did also ask um, for understanding on why the prophet had to stand up as well well prayer. see i'm not gonna get into that because if i'm gonna teach you how to pray how to do this how to do that you should be with us i'm not teaching nobody else so they can have it doing it in their house instead of saying right now if you go on the internet i promise you this as they say today 
If you go look on a lot of people's websites, look at the stuff they're holding up. It come out of my book. You got the same place I underlined in my book because I underlined it. It's in their book. The same thing. It's just like our prayer here became to add that prayer over there with Belly Hill. So now, those same people that weren't wearing kufis are wearing kufis today. The same people that don't want you to have no Quran or Mecca in your hand got them today. The same people that didn't want to have no prayer rugs, they got them today. They fought me back in the early, the late 80s and early 90s. They passed laws saying you couldn't do that. Why are they doing it now? Where's all these study groups coming from? I took the prophet's lesson out of the additional law, Act 1, where it says bodies are more. The head of any group of bodies are more. They argue with me with that. I say, what is the group? What is the body? How do you get to be a group with a body? The prophet said that when you get together, if you get 12 people besides yourself, this letter was written July 11, 1929, nine days before he passed. He wrote it to a brother. He said, since you are at that boy sheet, you have the right to gather as many as 13, 12 people besides yourself to start a group of moors. And when you get that together, you do this and you do that, then you get the support from the temple. And couldn't nobody argue with that. Well, ain't nobody telling. I bet they got study group. Ain't nobody telling you what the prophecy is. I got the letter and the document. So I, 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 I let me say it this way. The thing about the prophet's birthday, I had the actual letter. I made a copy and gave it to Jackson Bay for free. Jackson Bay started selling his members for $10. He had it notarized. Now, I gave it to him for free. Yeah. He turned around and started selling it for $10. That's what, that's what we see about the teachings. You know? So now if I'm telling you something, you're going to make money off of it and build off of it. I'm not trying to help you get your house right. The reason I'm not trying to help you get your house right because you'd rather stay with Rome. I learned a long time ago, if a man ain't teaching you right, he ain't treating you right. I don't care who you are. If he's not teaching you right, he's not treating you right. If he ain't treating you right, why the hell you think he's going to teach you right? It's interesting. You know, some companies will offer uh, their employees to the to, to, to get continuing education to go to college and get degrees but there's a contract involved where you have to stay with the company for a certain amount of years because they like okay we're going to allow you to get this education to be trained but not to leave and go and help someone else we want you to get the training we providing you that measure to make our company uh, stronger uh, yeah let me say Tahaka. Stole my members, so he said. I got it in black and white. He texted me. I got your members. What, 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 what you got to say about that, chief minister? I said, brother, I'm glad to know that you thin my ranks of hypocrites, lies, and deceivers. He turned around. The brother crossed him, and then he going to send me a text. Man, that guy wasn't no good. He a hypocrite. 
I said, but you're supposed to have it in. I got that in black and white. You stole my number, so you say, yeah, they see I'm better than you. Then you turn around and say, the man crossed you. Now you with some brother in North Carolina. He ain't with you no more. The other brother that left you, all the people that you said that was in with me or here in Georgia, all of them that left you. So now, sometimes, brother, those people that go with other people from your temple, that's thinning to your ranks of hypocrites and liars and deceivers. It's good they go over there with that guy. Some people ain't. That's a blessing. Some, some. Well, you, you know, one. I'll go ahead, sister. No, I'm just saying some people ain't meant to go where you are going. It's too, it's just too hard. Yeah, they call it a rocket booster. I said like a rocket going up in the air. They just those boosters to get you up so high, but they fall off. They're not meant to go that high because they they not structured right. that way. So some people in your life for a reason in a season to get you to a certain point so you can keep on moving. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and and I agree. And um, one of the things we say here um in, in Ohio we 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 just let everybody know the truth. You know, as far as we know, and um you know if if everybody we we already understand that everybody's not in it. Um, I, th those pictures I was showing of, of Asiatics from the 1920s, everybody's not built like that where they know that we need to come in and build our nation. We need to build up our communities. And, and we already know everybody's not going to be a part of that. Here's why I'm listening. I just see somebody with P, F, P, N, F, Infinite. Yes. Who, is best, who is best to receive your temple charter from? Give us one national source for the universal recognizing of charter. I don't know who the hell you are. Let me just be honest. I wouldn't tell you nothing. Who gave you your charter? Who told you you wasn't at there? Who told you was qualified? But that's somebody. P. Yeah, that brother, yeah that's, that's his YouTube name. But he said he's met you before and, and, and broke bread with you. So he, he was just asking, like, is there some uniformity? You know, like a national source, like where you know we can go to. That's the wrong question to ask. Yeah. See, the thing with it is, my credentials are impeccable. See, that's the fact. My credentials are impeccable. I earned everything I got. I sat here and I proved my point because most of everybody else got study groups, got them from me. Everybody with the red crescent and star. And they flag, got it from me. I got it from somebody else. I never hid it. I don't have time to hide from people. Now, as for charters and stuff, you know. It's a piece of paper. It's, it's only part of the entity. Right? There's 50 states in the union. Each state issues out its own papers. So if you belong to a state that's legal and lawful, that state can issue your driver's license, right? And when you get your driver's license, say if you get it in Ohio, you can drive in Illinois, right? That's how legal and lawful things are. Now, if you got some driver's license you made up with crayons and you put some numbers on it, while your group may say it's good for you to drive around the block in the woods with, I wouldn't get stopped by the police holding that up. It's fine. So it's on your leadership. It's on how you draw from your leadership. This is why the prophets say trace yourself. 
when you read this here, Jesus tell Barabbas to trace yourself. That has not stopped. That's why the prophet gave out nationality cards, and the nationality cards had numbers on them. If you look at letterheads, letterheads had numbers on them. That's so you know what temple you come from. With me, I ask brothers all the time, brother, what temple you belong to? Who your national grand sheep? Because right now, in 2023, I know almost all the leaders. I know the leaders from their leaders. We can trace ourselves. I have to trace myself backwards through the prophet to two people. George Cook Bay, the prophet's wife. Me, Leo, more than two people. I go five, six people I trace myself through. I know what should be on your nationality card according to what the prophet put on the first nationality card. So I'm able to sit up and say, okay, now if you're going to tell me you're more American but you're a scientist, then I know you don't know this. You're going to tell me you're more American but you hickory dickory dot, you're in the zodiac, or you sovereignty people. I know you ain't following the prophet because nowhere on your nationality card, your identification. For the state. See, people don't understand. Here you go. Let me give you an example. When you go into a synagogue, they're speaking Yiddish. They teach you every lesson in the synagogue in Yiddish. When you go to the Catholic church, they're speaking in Latin, a dead language. When you go into the mosque, they try to teach you in Arabic. Each one is showing you the state of mind you in. You're in the Jewish state of mind because you're speaking Yiddish. You're in the Catholic state of mind because you're speaking a dead language, Latin. You're in the Mazjad, you're speaking Arabic. Now, when you get into Christianity, you're Baptist, whatever, you speak in English. You don't have no governor. Your governor is the governor of your state. That's who you're voting for. So all your rights come through your state. Now, I'm a Moorish American. All my rights come visa, my prophet. Allah and my prophet. I know who, what, and why. I can explain that. I've been to that. It's now, you got to know who, what, and why. You got to know what the prophet brought. See, I don't get into that that deeply because I'm not trying to make more foes for the truth. Think about it. How many brothers called me? <laughs> and try to challenge me to say stuff based on what they got from somebody that they ain't asked. Let me show you, you know what? Brothers would check their meat to see if it's spoiled before they check their leader to see if he's right. Something you're going to put in your mouth, they're going to fill your belly, you're going to make sure it's right. But something you go in your head is for your salvation. Your salvation. You're not checking. Because the guy said, I'm going to make you a sheik. I'm going to make you an addict. I'm going to make you this and that. You set out for that. Even though he's wrong as heck. Even though he started you down the path of self-destruction. Because once you get those little titles position, you don't want to give them up. Your ego ain't let you, I ain't going to sign up with you. I'm this and that. I'm just like you. I had a whole lot of brothers. 
There's a brother in Chicago now called himself Supreme Grand Sheik. That's if he's still alive. And uh, I was in California. The brothers left me, stopped following him. Now they could save no money with me and do what I asked them to do. They could save money with him. They saved up fifteen thousand dollars. Never forget that. They called me crying because the bank account was overdrawn. He left them, went back to Chicago with his girlfriend, took out all their money out the bank. And the brother that drove him, that was with him, had a car accident in Arizona, dropped them off. They went and got a cab, got dropped off by the hotel. When he got to the hotel about the car, he found out they had called a train and went to Chicago. Well, I ask a question. How do you yeah. know MSC of the How do you know? Yeah. So how do I know what? <clears throat> how would you know? Um, how can you determine if the uh, MST of A is legit? My phone is going dead. Okay. How would you tell? This is it. See, this is the thing. The prophet said, compare the spirit of man to what you know to be divine. First of all, you got to understand what the prophet brought. In order to understand what the prophet brought, that means you got to be in the temple and be taught by somebody that know what the prophet taught. Otherwise than that, you're trying to lean towards your own understanding. See, if you come through this temple, though, you come in able to read, write, smell, tell, and everything. But you're under Satan influence because whether you like it or not, you may not celebrate Christmas no more, but you look forward to the off day. You might not look for Easter eggs, but you're looking for the off day. See, all these things have effect upon us. When you come through this, though, you reclaim your nationality, and then we to teach you. Why did the prophet say teach you? That's a key thing. He said, and we are to teach you about your nationality, divine creed. Nationality comes government, responsibility. How can you just tell somebody about a temple? I don't do it no more. If a brother asked me, I said, well, brother, uh, I would try another temple. I ain't going to tell you that temple bad. I'll try another temple, bro. I, I wouldn't go there if I was you. Well, why, brother, I'm not going to give you my reason. But since you think you know, <laughs> my question, how do you know who's right or wrong if you're not a moral? If you don't know this, divine constitution and bylaws, you don't know the additional laws, you don't know your questionnaire, how then can you judge what's right and wrong? Otherwise, I'm just telling you, you're a Barabbas now. Well, you know, Rahil says, don't use me like that. I don't do that. I would say, study this, compare what we say there. Now I'm giving you the choice of this. I tell you what the prophets say. Compare the spirit of man to what you know to be a divine and just yourself with it. So then when I tell you that, I say, then I turn around and say, look at what we teach here and look what other people teach. Yeah. What I'm saying to you is this here. Which one of us is divine in your eyesight? So if you go over there and I told you this and you join Braswell Bay, but I didn't, but Braswell Bay is a, is a, is a, a a, a, a Sufi, and he's following the the forty first uh, uh, shape of the Nasabani order, and he's been taking 
the Bay are saying that Noble Juali is not the last prophet, but that uh, uh, Muhammad is the last prophet. Or you want to follow Sharif Anil Bay, and he say the prophet ain't perfect, but you make him your spokesman. That tells me you got a mental problem. Islam, so if I could add one thing to that, I would just say um, about the question if the MSTA is legit, just in, in my experience, um, it's really in line with what you're saying. I mean, you look at the people in there, especially the leadership. Because uh -huh. It really doesn't matter what they say their lineage is. You know, if they're not right, they don't have their households in order. Right. Like like we, what we saw, they had a grand sheik married to a European. Right. They don't have their wife and family in the temple with them if they are married. That's that's a problem. And that should that should let you know to lead it. But but once again, the the. the the problem is that you have to have some understanding of the Quran so that you know what to see. Come on, come on. We come in and out of the cares of the world. So you may accept it because you don't know any better. Right. And well, they see, take advantage of that. Right. Now, see that. now that's the point. You just made a beautiful point. The problem is when I came in, the temple was already here. We was killing each other, stabbing each other in prison over who was who. This is back in the 60s and the 70s. We're fighting. When I get out, the one of the things I want to know, am I right? Because I got stabbed twice in prison. I want to know, was I right or they right? Come to find out none of us was right. We didn't hurt each other, fighting over who to lead, who's right and wrong, but none of us knew. Have the history, right? None of us had the actual history, and the history is more than all right. Me, Leah was the right one uh, up to 1933. Then his wife sent him down south and left him, so she abandoned her husband and, and did such and such. And she took over me. Now it's a family temple. Well, you you begin to look at it and say, okay, what is this? Why did he give us this? Why did the prophet give us these things and say, through this, you can save yourself? Because these are things out of his mind. These are the things that he agreed to that was good for us. Now, all of us have a sense of divinity because we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe man walked on water. We all do that in some form or fashion. So we got to take that same idea, that same concept, and look at who's teaching us. How are they teaching us? And then count all the excuses they give us for not teaching us this. How come you don't know what the U, P, and S, P, and A, P, and me? How come the brother can tell you uh, he's sleeping with somebody else's wife and it's okay? How is it that you can accept that? That's the first thing. He's not married to the sister, but you there with him. But you don't know married that that sleeping around with her is evil. How many women? Listen, this is on two thousand and twenty-three. I know a brother ain't been married to one sister since two thousand and five. He had over five sisters. He claimed. He didn't win the other temples in his group and sexed other women and got babies by them. 
But his people don't say nothing about it. Why? Why is that okay if you're trying to be with Allah? Why is it okay for you to find that golden kernel in a pile of doo, his doo? You're justifying your act of eating that golden kernel because it didn't get dissolved when he ate it. Why do you do that? See, that's the issue. That's satanic. We do that because Satan is in our head. We're willing to accept less than the best. We're happy with less than, because as I said, Satan gets us at birth. There's a thousand things that he follows with us. Just think about that. He's in the looters, murder, theft, and everything that harms. It's not just looters, murder, theft, but it says everything that harms. In so many ways, the devil is getting at us. When, you, when you're a regular Muslim, Prophet Muhammad says Satan can no longer get you in the big things if you follow my teaching. He can only get you in the little things. How many little things add up to big things? We're caught up between Satan and our own devil. Because Satan is feeding our devil. What keeps your devil strong? You know, when you Ramadan, brothers, I'm on my first Ramadan. Yeah, man, your body, woo, woo, woo. You strengthen your body. But did nobody tell me my body was against me? No one taught me when I was in Sunni Islam, that the body is against the man. I had to get into the prophet's teaching to find out, according to chapter 3, verse 7, the Lord said the carnal self, a body of desire, reflection, high self, started by the murder of Jesus' flesh. So all the time I've been Ramadan for these five years, I made my body stronger. Now it's strong. So where it couldn't last a day without food, now it can last a week without food. I'd have made it stronger. Now I can fight me because I ain't made myself stronger. I ain't fed my higher self. I just fed my physical self. I made my physical self strong. So I'm doing all this fasting, reading the third of the Quran, but I don't know nothing. All I became is a good Christian. I read the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. I can parakeet the Bible, but I ain't practicing the Bible. Because ain't nobody perfect. So well, when you get into the understanding that the prophet is putting in your head, the knowledge he's putting in your head, you begin to change. Islam changes you. Islam make you better. That's why Moors want more signs. Because it goes along with their devil. Your devil is a scientist. <laughs> Your devil put you in this predicament in science. Not in Islam. He whooped you with science. He made you negro color black in your head in science. He didn't do that with Islam. Islam cannot make a man negro color black in Ethiopia. Islam make you one with Allah. Listen. Moorish literature. What is Islam? Look what the prophets say. Page 10. The carnal doctrine of Islam is the unity of the Father, Allah. You, what unity? Who's in unity? 
Then it turns around the last paragraph. It says, this unity of Allah is the first and foremost pillar of Islam, and every other belief hangs upon it. Now, you got Moors running around. Nationality order today. Nationality order today. Nationality is not the order of the day. The very first question you asked by the prophet is, who made you? That's the very first thing. That goes with Islam. You want to know who made you. How do you get back to being unity with Allah? By knowing who made you. Then you turn around, you get to key 12. It says, what is his nationality, Moorish America? When you get to key 14, it says, why are you Moorish America? But you don't get the nationality to after you get through with your first seven questions. Then all of a sudden you get into everything else. You get into Satan the beast when you get into your 50s. We start getting your questions 50, 51, 52. You start getting into the higher self and lower self in another way. But ain't nobody teaching you that. Ain't nobody teaching you how to look at these questions and block how the prophet blocked off certain things and made certain things beautifully obvious. And because of that, we have fell into stagnation. We have fell in stagnation, not as the temple. The temple is still what it is. See, the more scientific America hasn't changed. But it's the people trying to come in that has changed. I'm just trying to get more America, Miles. Go ahead, Mom. Islam, brother. Um, just off of what you just said um, about the temple and it being the, the people coming in trying to change things. How, um, what, what would you say the prophet, which way would you say the prophet set the temple up to go? And some, you know, some of the more say the prophet. The prophet said, hey, but one way the temple can go, that's back to Allah. The temple is your garden of Eden. That's the modern day Garden of Eden. Because in the temple, you get into heaven, don't you? It's, it's only through the temple that you get in the third heaven. Now, if you read, let me, let, me give, let me give you this lesson right here. I can give this one away. Revelations chapter 5. And this is what chapter 5 says. It says this, I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written in something within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loosen the seals therein. Verse three, and no man in heaven, nor in the earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book. Neither look therein, and I wept much. Then it said, you get to verse 5, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not! Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to loosen the seven seals there. Now, we're looking at, these seven, looking at this all wrong. Wait a minute. The key to this verse here, he said, in heaven, on earth, or under earth. What, what is that? How do we translate that symbolically? Okay. In the heaven, third heaven. On earth. The temple is on earth. Outside the temple is wild, the wilderness. 
that's under that's what dead people is. The ungodly is out there, outside of the garden. The temple represents the garden. And only in the garden can you return eastward into paradise. You go eastward into paradise. Now, outside of paradise is the garden. See, people didn't understand when they read the lesson about the garden of Eden. It says east of Eden. See? And then it says when they kicked Adam and Eve out, Revel uh, Genesis 4, I mean Genesis 3, 24. Genesis 3, 24. Therefore the Lord set forth from the garden to till the ground. Wait a minute, let me get here. 22, and the Lord said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now at least we put forth his hand and take of the tree of life and live forever. 23, therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove the man, he drove out the man he placed at the east of the garden of Eden, a cherubim with a flaming sword returned. Uh-oh! Simbo! Turn east and west. My tongue turns east and west. They kicked him out the garden. Now they got out the garden. Where they go? Let's go to Job. Job 30. Just to prove my point. Job 30. Job 30. And it says this here. Now they that are younger than I, I have, have me in derision. Who fathers would have disdained and sent with the dogs of my flocks. Yea, thereto might be the strength of their hand profit me, in whom old age is perished. For the war of famine, they are solitary, fleeing into the wilderness in former time, isolated and wasted. Who cut up jumbo roots for bushes and meat? They was driven from amongst men. They cried out at them as a thief. The original key 57, who Adam and Eve? The one that was cast out the holy city. Uh -oh, I gave away too much. Then. <laughs> Those that was cast out the holy city except they teach. Oh, wait a minute. Let me go to the here. Revelations. Wait a minute, This ain't big as mine's. It says, Revelation 19, somewhere in there, between 18 and 19. And it says this here. No one knew the man's name except for whom he gave it to. Wait a minute. On his thigh was a name that no one knew except who he gave it to. Wait a minute. On his thigh was a name no one knew, so he gave it to, right? Mm -hmm. You look at the picture of the prophet on the cover of the questionnaire, on his thigh, on his, on his little tassel, or his little thing from his sash, it says, Noble Juali. Key 37. Did angels give a child called Jesus the holy name? Yes, but it cannot be used. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So now we're seeing that Revelation is saying that this name we call it Noble Juali, we know he Jesus. Well, we know the angels gave Jesus a holy name, but we know no one knows the name except for who Jesus gave it to. 
Those that cast out the garden didn't have that. Those that stayed in the garden was given permission to protect the garden. Going east and west. But now, uh-uh, let me go here. My Quran. Let me see what my Quran says. Surah 18, verse... Uh-uh. Surah 18, verse 15. Let me go there. Now, this is what it says. Goes along with what I just read. Look what it says. It starts right here, verse 13, in chapter 18. The cave. It's called the cave. What I just said in Revelation, I mean, Job, that they were chased out, chased out the garden. Mm-hmm. Driven from amongst men. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see what they happened to what they look like. Then it says here, Surah 18, verse 11. Then we sealed their hearing, made them sheep, made them sleep in the cave for a number of years. When we raised them up in order to test them, which one of the two parties was able to calculate correctly for a period of their state? 13. Now, we tell you their story was true. They were young who had believed in their Lord, and we increased them in guidance. And we strengthened their hearts when they rose up and declared, Our Lord is the God of heaven and earth. We would not call upon any God besides them, but when they spoke in outrage. These people have adopted another God besides him. They do not bring in clear argument. Well, who can be more wicked than the ones who invented a falsehood against Allah? Mm. When you departed from them, they would worship another Allah. Go to the cave for shelter. Your Lord will spread for you in his mercy and will prepare for you a safety. You would have seen the sun when it rose moving away from the cave to the right. And when it set passing by them on the left. They were in the cliff thereof. That's one of the signs of Allah, whom Allah guided if rightly guided, but whom he misleads shall not find no friend to guide him. You might have thought them awake, though they were sleeping. We turned them around to right and left with their dogs as they laid the cave entrance with their legs stretched out. Had you looked upon them, you would surely turned your back and fled filled with tears. In like manner, we waken them that we might question one another. I could go on and on, but I ain't. Now, this tells you that these people that was in the cave, that was cast out of the cities and went into the caves of Europe, because the prophet said in the original key 57, it says, who have neither one about discord and was cast out the holy city. Where did they go? Key 58, they went into Europe. Where in Europe? Into caves. So all these lessons and stuff that we're producing and teaching in the more scientific America makes you conscious. It makes you willfully conscious because you're taught to focus. Every day when you get up, say your prayers. Prophets, they pray three times a day. So when you get up at 12 o'clock at night, between 12 and 7, you should pray. Between 1 and 5, you should pray. Between 2 and 12, you should pray. Now, you, then the rest of the day, you're praying your works as a prayer. You don't ask for Allah to forgive you, and you turn around with dirty hands. 
So if a person is conscious, you ain't gonna go in the temple and see him sleeping with a woman he ain't married to. He got one year to marry her. You ain't going in the temple to see a guy with a European woman in the temple, which is in violation of chapter 48, verse 6. You're not going to go in that temple and see them holding up everything but what the prophet told you to hold up. So, when we begin to understand what I just said, there's no more can tell me, and they've tried to tell me, bro. Well, you know, prophet didn't bring us that Islam. What if he didn't bring that Islam? Why you stand and face these? Uh, 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 well, when you say he didn't bring you to Islam, why you face these? Uh, 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 why you hold up the seven? Uh, 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 uh. But now, but you don't want to pray? What got you against praying? Why you want to see him? You don't want to pray, but you want, oh, you go chase your girlfriend. Yeah, you know, you want, huh? You be in the yeah, you want to question who I am. I'm not questioning about it. If you a knucklehead, you a knucklehead. I can see the back. I get off the phone. I got something else. Brother, it's how, how well versed in the Quran of Mecca should the average Moorish American Muslim be? Just, just and, in your opinion. All right. He should be just as versed as he is in his football team. And his baseball team. She should be just as versed as she is getting her nails done, her hair done. Just as versed as she is watching Oprah Winfrey. Just as versed as the brother trying to be a player. That's how versed they should be with God's word. Islam. They should never get tired of God's word. Islam. And um in alignment, like with, with the Moorish Islamic um theocratic institute, um could you explain the importance of learning the faith of Islam from a Moorish perspective? Is you know we have to keep in mind most people, most or most that practice Islam, they're gonna say the Prophet Muhammad already perfected Islam in the desert like fourteen hundred years ago. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with what you just said, Prophet Muhammad. Did you know up to the time of the Prophet that that was called they was calling themselves practicing Muhammadism? They weren't talking about Islam. They were talking about Muhammadism. They weren't talking about they were this and that. All you got to do is go into history. History is going to bear tr truth to this. When you go into history, when the prophet came, the prophet told us this. Friday, Act 2, Friday's Holy Day, right? When was the prophet born? On Friday. Yeah. When did the prophet give us our temple? As it is now. He said July the 20th, 1928. Go to that's Friday. Now, the prophet reiterated, he said, by the teachings of Islam, you set your house straight. Because this is Islam. Look. It said, by the guidance of his father, God, Allah. That's Islam. To redeem man from his sinful fallen stage of humanity back to his highest plane of life. With who? His father, not with Rael. Not with social media. But with Allah. Everything to take you back to Allah. This whole circle. Take you back to Allah. Why? He won. Who made you? 
Why? Listen, I've been practicing Islam. I'm going to show you how it happened. I had a fall. My last fall was in 1988. I got around a group of moors. Boy, we were getting high as hell. Oh, we were smoking crack, shooting heroin. I wasn't shooting heroin because I, I believe shooting kills. That's why I never shot no heroin. But anyway, I was getting high in this room, hotel room. And I was by myself. Not some said, get right. I said, what? I smoked some more. Now I want you to imagine I was using a pickle jar to smoke crack in. That's how much crack I had. I had it like this on my arm. I had a steel metal rod that I brought. And I was when I puffed out, I looked like a dragon. So my whole room full of smoke. Some say, get right. Stay right. Get right, stay right. Get right, stay right. It got the bug. I said, who messing with me? Somebody messing with me. I said, I must be tweaking. I must be going out of my mind. So I kept on hearing this voice. So I ran to the corner, got my butcher knife. I said, somebody in the hallway messing with me. I said, next time I'm going to jump out there, I'm going to cut them up. I snatched the door, but ain't nobody out there. I'm looking. So I get back in my room. Smoke field. I'm like, man, I must be going crazy. I'm losing my mind. Some say, get right, stay right. I said, oh, man. So in my, in my closet is where I kept, I had a flow board where we used to keep all our drugs sit right. So I hid my drugs, and then I ran from that hotel room. I ran down the street to Glide Memorial Church, went around the corner, rented me a hotel room at the St. George Hotel on the front. front. I got me a front room. And I'm, sure I'm so high, I got my cigar in my mouth, throw the cigar, and I'm my cigar spinning around in a circle. I ran past everybody. I stayed in that room for three days and three nights. When I come out of that room, I, I sneak out the room and get me something to eat at the Vietnamese place because I like that little fish and stuff. And I came out of that room that third day. Man, I felt so peaceful. I was just like, wow, man. I said, get right, stay right, and I'll be with you. And so I come from around there, and it must be the time they was feeding because the moors are looking. They running right here. We looking for you. Woo -woo. And I said, come on, man. We'll go down here. To Papa Son, then I'm gonna get us something to eat. So I went down to Papa Son, uh, Four Corner Restaurant, right there off of Golden Gate and uh, Market Street, San Francisco. Golden Gate, the big theater they had. So, so we got there. We all this I got to be be who I am. We all said to you about about fifteen of. We said at that table, and this is what they said, Brother Rael, you the leader from now. I said what? They said you our leader from now. I looked around the test. Y'all agree this year? I said, okay. I said, I'm going to let you know I ain't getting high no more. Oh, yeah, uh, you're going to get high. I never got high from that day. I went, I joined the facts. So first I left, I came back to Chicago. I, came, I left Chicago in 91, went back to California, gathered all them brothers up. I joined the facts on crack program at Glide Memorial Church. And I became a drug counselor from that point on. 
I got pictures of me with my kufi on everything as a drug counselor. Each one of the brothers that day that agreed to make me their leader, all of them had to go through the drug program and graduate. All of them had to go through the drug program and graduate. After that, from that point on, I never looked back. I tell all the Moors and members, if you come over here, get right, stay right, so Allah can be with you like he with me. Let Allah go before you. I got that lesson from one of my members, the Farouk brother. He said, Chief, I was always saying, get right, you know, let Allah go before you. He went into his Bible and come up with Deuteronomy 9, verse 3, and gave it to me. He said, Chief, this is what you're talking about. Now, my thing, I was talking about it, but not that way. But I love that way he gave it. Farouk, he part of our, 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 our prison ministry and our, our legal team. And so I was so proud he gave me that. And I haven't got out since then. And I tell everybody, get right, stay right. Let Allah be with you like he with me. If Allah with you, Ben, you can sit down and talk. We can sit down and change. And I won't be mad at you. I don't get mad at people doing the right thing. In, in times, people will try to weaponize what individuals go through because I was inspired by the chief. I, I'm a mental health practitioner. You're a what? Mental health practitioner. <laughs> so when I'm with clients and when I do group settings with men and women who are um, dealing with hey, substance use disorder, they share their stories. They get inspired by hearing each other's stories and how they was able to overcome. People that come from the speak at, you know, that's with AA or NA or various other groups, they come in to share their flaws, but also to share how, as Chief always talk about, turning stumbling blocks into stepping stones. There you go. So it was never, one of the things that I admire about Chief is that he uses his story to inspire others. He's never been ashamed to share. Is this out? He's never been a uh, he, He's never been ashamed to share his trials and tribulations because that's the humbleness of someone showing you where they was at and they fall to show you that the possibilities of man is to get up. So anyone that tries to weaponize somebody, and I'm a substance abuse counselor, a mental health practitioner. If anyone tries to weaponize you because you've gone through something, they're evil. And here's the thing about evil people. Here's the thing about demonic people. They too can be your best teachers. Huh. Evil, an evil person can is also your best teacher. You can learn from them. And so people always ask, how do we get with Moorish Americans? How can we bring this together? You unify with like-minded individuals. You unify with brothers and sisters who are about the teachings of the prophet and then show those other folks that's about doing whatever they want to do that's not according to the prophet, but according to his way or her way, how it goes. That's how you that's how you get it together. That's how you bridge that understanding. It's no it, when you in Islam, it's no big eyes, little use or whatever, because right. it's right. only but one Allah. 
That's right. But we come together and we says, listen, I like your community. Can we work with your community? Can you work with our community? Let's, let's do something together. Okay, there's another community that we talking. I think we all can get together. So now you got two or three or four communities working together. They not they not doing anything public right now because they courting each other. They're coming in alignment with each other. And then they've made foster a, a, a program or some type of project that they can all collaborate with to basically solidify that 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 camaraderie and that's how you show others how this is done we can talk about the problems all day long but if you're not working in a solution you just giving lip service to something that you ain't even providing and showing the fruition and getting out of talking but into the doing Let's get out of the talking and into the doing. Let's see it be in progress and move forward. I tell my, my clients, I can sit here and demonstrate all day, give you psychoeducation. I can tell you about um, all kind of NDR. We can go to cognitive behavioral therapy. We can go back and forth on terms of how substance abuse affects the body and the brain. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to get right yourself and move into a progressive state or wanting to do better when you know better, then you're going to remain stuck on stupid. And so it's times when we progress, when we know better, we do better. So moors that want to do better, they're not about the lip service. Prove it and show it in your words, acts, and deeds. Bring it into belief. Belief is the first step. Perhaps you think it's so. You still ain't grown there. But once you grow into the fact that you know it's so, I can get with this brother. I can get with this sister. Let's work together. Let's make it in fruition. So stop talking the talk and walk the walk. We work with, we're working with a, a Moorish community doing some things. And it's in the backdrop because it's like saying, you know, when we're not doing it out front yet because we're waiting for some other people to maybe get on board. But then when we're ready to bust out, then everybody else said, damn, y'all been working together this long? Yeah, because like minds, like hearts, like spirits come together. So if you about the prophet's teachings, you about doing, not the lip service, but let's get into the doing, then let's come together and make it happen. Islam sister. I want to say one thing to that too. Um, if anyone's trying to like throw someone's past back at them, like you said, trying to weaponize it. Um, we're in a, a time where people, you know, use avatars. They don't even show their face. They have cartoon characters. People say they're L and Bay and all this stuff online, but then you meet them and nobody knows they're more, you know, nobody. It's so like, you know, people hide stuff, but then they have the nerve to try to come at someone who's being open. And so, you know, I mean, like stuff like that, man, I can't even respond to that. It just like goes right over my head because it's like, come on, everybody's fake and hiding. So, you know, if you're open and you're real, hey, you know, the people going to have something to say because it probably touches something that they're still doing. You may <laughs> have done something in the past, but if you're not doing it anymore, who cares? But they, they might be doing it right now. They might be getting high right now watching this. You know what, brother? You know what? When I was a drug counselor, I had this sister. And uh, people come at her when she was in the program talking about, you used to do this with me and do that with me. And so one day she called me coming at the office because I was a, a male uh, counselor and she was the female. She was crying. And uh, I said, sister, don't worry about that. She said, but I said, Ask them can can they cash that that check? 
Mm. Say what? I say, last year at this time, I was paying rent. Can I use that old check stub to pay this week's rent? This month? She said, no. I said, let him know that. Let him know that's what you tell you holding back to something, a receipt that I threw away. You can't use that on me today. Yeah. And you wasn't that damn good back then either. Because <laughs> <Wow. laughs> yeah. some people try to hold you to your sin. Yeah. That's what That's we call crazy. people try to hold you prisoner to your sin. They throw up your past because they're stuck. You know, misery loves company. Hurt people hurt people. So yeah. when someone is not in a healthy mental state of mind, they're going to throw out all kinds of things to discredit someone. They're going to try to destroy you, discredit you, demonize you. Um, what is called? Uh, it was like the four D's Defamation. And, and defame you. <laughs> so when they try to do those four D's, basically it is just because they are hurting. They are in a mental um 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 hell themselves that they are hurting because they're not teaching by that and so when people say well he's not my Mahdi whatever that doesn't matter he's not he, he's wait, my wait, wait, Mahdi. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> let me say it this way in English who gives a damn <laughs> I don't have to be nothing to you because guess what in my world you're nothing to me See, the first thing I learned when I got out, when I was in the game, this first thing, it doesn't matter what you think of me. It's what I think of you. See, that's the only thing that's ever mattered in the life. It's what I think of you. See, it doesn't matter what you think of me. As long as you don't put your hands on me, it doesn't matter. Because guess what? I'm not even paying you no attention. I'm going to say it this way. When I was in prison, we had this brother. This brother started off with me in the old prison and went to the new prison. So anyway, in the new prison, I can wear my clothes because I was down here with the women. So now, you know, brother be talking about how they used to dress and stuff on the streets. But I got my clothes sent to me from the street. I got silk and wool. I got suits and stuff. So anyway, so I'm in there, and I had my gold charm on, my gold medallion. And so he's looking, he's getting lying. He said, I remember you. I said, you do? He said, yeah, you know, I remember when you used to be in the mechanical shop, in the teller shop, with your clothes all wrinkled. You didn't even care. Now look at you. I said, brother, I thank you. I said, because you played such an insignificant role in my life, I didn't know who the hell you was until you just walked up and showed me your food. Because I was never watching you. See, when I jump up and I wear my wrinkled clothes, <laughs> I didn't care if you see my wrinkled clothes. <laughs> I'm used to wearing silk and wool. You know, when you wear silk, you, the wrinkles fall out. <laughs> see, he wasn't used to say, I'm used to wearing silk and wool. So when I put on my wrinkled silk shirt, by the time I get downstairs, the wrinkles didn't fail out. But you wearing that old heartbreaking, scratch your booty clothes, you got to do your stuff. See, that's, that doesn't matter. I'm with Allah. It doesn't matter what you think. 
I'm only serving a lot. I do good because it pleases me to please my God. That's right. That's right. I do this because I teach because it pleases me, because God gave me the ability to use it. Now, if you don't like it, go get your own Mufti. Go get your own ID. You know, the strange part of it is you looking at me. I'm not even looking at you. You follow me. I'm not even following you. Look at Tahaka. So I, I just have two more questions. Go ahead. Before I do that, though, I want to address one thing because uh, this brother, um, he, he makes some good points. But just uh, one thing the brother said, uh, he's speaking about um, the premarital sex or having sex outside of marriage and just speaking about how it's just normal now here in in um, in America and and you know how difficult really that it is to change the norm like that's the norm that's the way it's gonna be what you just say. I just want to say one thing to that though brother because he's saying if one goal of the MSTA is to stop sex outside of marriage and uplift healthy families and he's speaking about doing it on the macro scale nobody said that it's going to happen on the macro scale if we go into the Quran just in the first chapter with the creation and fall of man okay it, it lets us know that we're all going to make this journey we're all going to eventually conquer lower self right but it doesn't say we all going to do it in 2023 it doesn't even say we all going to do it in this lifetime so it doesn't have to be something for the whole because if we're going to make a message for the macro we're going to have to dumb down this entire conversation. This conversation is going to have to be about whatever's trending on TV, right? And we're going to have to talk foolish and go along with whatever's what go along and get along. And that's Can never what this is about. Can I make a statement on that? Yes, brother. Why is he into that? That's a good question. See, my I'm thing. Judging, I'm not judging it, brother. But no, 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 no. Why is he into that? Listen, the prophet said, how many going to be saved? Handful. Wait, wait a minute. Who are you listening to? For me to answer that question, I got to listen to him, listen to the world. The prophet said, only a handful going to be saved. Yes. Now, if that's true, it does. I'm not into the micro, micro. Or, or, or whatever. First of all, this book, this is why I say you got to study this. Chapter one tells me I should be interested in mastering myself. Chapter one says it this way. Yea, he must suffer trials and temptations manifold. But let him know the champion of seven, the ruler of the stations of the sun, and the spirit of the mighty Allah, who rule the solar stars and the protector and his guide. They will lead to victory. Man will be fully saved, redeemed, perfected by the things he has suffered on the plains of flesh, on the plains of soul. When he has conquered every carnal thing, God of flesh would then have served his purpose, and it would fall and be no more. So I'm trying to get rid of this. Then he would stand and travel the plains of soul. We must complete his victory. A number of foes stand upon man and plains of soul. They must overcome. He overcome one. Thus, he would be his beacon light. Now, wait a minute. I ain't here for nobody but me. Listen. When man fell, now check it. He caused everything else to fall. 
The first man didn't fall. The men after him fell. His job, because he didn't fall, and since he led man to this plane of manifest, is now man has a lead. It says Allah speaks to man through man. Now, I'm only going to be here. I ain't going to be here a thousand years. I ain't going to be here two, three hundred years. The time that I'm in, I'm learning to master myself. And in doing that, I understand other people need an example. I'm trying to be an example to them. I'm not trying to tell everybody you got to get married. You don't see me run around with no sign running down the, uh, the hallway throwing white flowers and doves talking about get married. That's not me. What is me is the prophet say come to where? Where the prophet say you got to come to? To the temple. He never told you to go out in the world and teach that. He said, come to the temple. If you have race pride, he told you to come what? Join the temple. Then you have the power. But then when you join, you begin to understand. You put this in your head. You begin to understand the only people the prophet can save is those that listen. The prophet say, my flock know my voice. I'm just a living oracle of the prophet's voice. Now, I would like, I would hope, but I know everybody going to be saved at this time because everybody got a due date. And when you understand your due date, you understand what you got to do to that day. The prophet said this, in conclusion, the problems of life are largely social and economical, but in a profound sense, they are moral and spiritual. Now, I live in the profound sense. By me living in a profound sense, I'm not trying to make my social, my economical reality. See, some people chase that dollar bill. You know, oh, yeah, you got to take dollar to make money. Nah, nah. My thing is, I'm living according to the best man I could be, the best example I could be. So I got married. I love being married. But it takes a job. Marriage is a job. You got to be willing to sacrifice to stay married. Love ain't the only thing. People talk about love. Listen, you don't know what love is. Most people don't know what love is. They got that funny feeling in their pants, in their underwear. That's it. Or for a moment, you're fascinated. You're not going to save everyone. The prophet told us that. See, if I get the prophet on my brain, I can see in front of me. With the prophet, I can see in front of me. And seeing in front of me, I can see you can't save everybody. It's not meant for you because they got other times. You know, there's a thing the prophet says. The thing's going to get worse at the end of the time. I'm trying not to come back here. I don't know about nobody else. See, I'm not trying to come back here to suffer. I'm not trying to come back here for the European to let me down. I'm not trying to come back here to suffer. I'm trying to get away. I'm trying to show you how to get. When Jesus came, Jesus tried to show you how to get away. When they didn't listen to Jesus, Jesus moved to India. Moors know the truth. Jesus went to India. He left Jerusalem. 
He said, Father, you know what they're trying to do to me. I got to get up and get away. The problem is, what are you going to do? Are you making your life a sample for those that can see, can see, those that can hear, can hear, those that can feel, can feel? That's the important thing. So during this period of my life, these 70 years I've been blessed with, I'm living the best life I can live. And like the guy said, I ain't going to let no Negro get in, get in my area, in my way. And this is what we have to do. We have to recognize who we are and our limitations. You must recognize your own limitations. Like some people say, I'm not your mufti. I'm not your this and that. And guess what? You're nothing to me. I give you human respect. The prophets say, put your feet in the other man's shoe. I give you human respect. I recognize your humanity. Other than that, I'm gone. But I'm not trying to prove nothing to you. Hey, I don't even know you. And sometimes I walk around you. See, because what you think you know, most people come out of that circle of pretended wives, the pseudoscientist circle, the circle where you think the stuff you say is law because you say it is good. It might be to you, but not so with me. I've been here all this time. I've set a standard. I don't even know you. I set a standard. I can go and show you where people fought me, now they're doing what I was doing and said to do. I'm in the prophet's house. I'm in Ali's house. I'm under the outfit of Allah and the person of our Holy Prophet. Anyway, you got any more questions? I got to hurry up. Islam. Islam. Well, what, what, uh, brother asked in uh, the chat saying, if only a handful is going to be saved. And I asked all the grand chiefs, have they saved themselves yet? And um, if only a handful, then why so many grand chiefs with different wait, ideas? Wait, 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 wait. If only a handful going to be saved, now ask all the grand chiefs, have they saved? What? Listen, this is the devil. Let me tell you now, this is an evil person. When I was in the street game, I was my guy took me to show me. He said, go down and ask these people who going to win the basketball team. And I went. I'll never forget this. I was 21 years old. I went in the day room. And he said, watch this. He said, who's on the team such and such? And these two brothers got to argue about how much money this man was making. They got to argue about who was going to switch him from one team to team. And then he asked this question. He said, how much money y'all make last year? They couldn't even tell me how much money they made. But they could tell me about how many people on the football team, basketball team, how they make making money. You're so busy in somebody else's business. This is somebody in somebody else's business. Have you saved yourself? I saved myself. I'm one without it. That's all I'm interested in. Now, I'm not asking nobody, to be, are you saying? You must be a Mormon. Do you know? <laughs> the people have a tendency to worry about the wrong things. No, this ain't worried about, no, this ain't, this ain't, see, the nature of this question is not a question about worry. If only a handful is going to be saved, who said there's only a handful? I didn't say it, the prophet said it, right? Who he questioned? The prophet. He questioned the prophet because the prophet said, I asked him, I said, what do how many people the prophet say, right? 
Then he said, now as all the grand sheets, as all the grand sheets. All the grand sheets. How many grand sheets are there? He know. Have they saved themselves yet? If all their hands through, then why so many grand sheets with different ideas? That's satanic. That doesn't even. That's satanic. See, nothing. See, I'm going to judge you. If it don't make no sense, it's a damn lie. Next question. <laughs> Islam. It, and if they're not, if they're not living right, they're not going to tell you anyway. Is it? It can't right. be. It doesn't say they can stay on the same road with the truth. The question shows me if you're living right. A person that's living right going to ask you right. The prophet said, "Represent me intelligently." Islam. So, so um, I wanted to ask you about the Moorish Islamic uh, Theocratic Institute. Now, oh, is that yeah. open for yeah. all uh, Moorish? I let I answer that because listen, I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, the school is open for anyone who wants to learn in a structured I'm environment. <laughs> um, it's if you're familiar with online learning, we use the up-to-date, very. Um, high-end learning online learning platform um the lessons are given in order so once you complete one lesson it unlocks you to move into the next lesson courses are can pay, be paid in full or in blocks of twos so this way you can just pay for lesson one and two you know but in the the, the first um the basic course we cover in the Circle Seven, the Divine Constitution, Bylaws, the One on Ones, the basic tools in the temple. When we go into um, uh, the uh, the One Hundred Two course, we're going into more of the philosophical aspect and learning how to study, how to learn. We're going into the more um, profound teachings of of all the prophets listed on our nationality card. We're going into um, the aspects of, of John the Baptist, who the, uh, who our prophet um, said that that was our uh, Marcus Messiah Gavi was our new John the Baptist. We go into why the prophet chose him. We go into breaking down the nationality card. We go into more in depth. So the 102s is 15 courses mm. and the 101 course is um, 10 courses. So the 102s is a more advanced course that goes in more philosophical, more the um, the aspects of the faith of Islam. And these courses have set, uh, particularly um, brothers that are in the dismal crypts, a foundation so they can lead inmate-led services. It's the thing is, who validates your understanding? Like if you went to a doctor, you're not going to go to someone who learned something on YouTube or downloaded 1,500 hours to work on your loved one because they, they got a spleen and need to be repaired. You're going to want to know that he went to some someone accredited institution. And when I talk about accredited, I'm talking about accredited in terms of not because they're able to take a uh, uh, federal, <laughs> you're able to get a federal loan, but accredited in the sense of they're able to teach you according to that discipline effectively so that you can be well attuned to that this instant the more scientific america theocratic institute it started off as a university the more scientific american and rebranded itself it's been around since 2005 
That's how long it's been around. We have graduated countless of individuals that are not members of our community. We have members from the Nation of Islam. We have people, students that were had double doctorate degrees in, 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 in um, secular schools. So we have people in all walks of life from the reincarnated temple, all various temples that have been students that have went through the halls of learning of the Moorish Islamic Theocratic Institute. So the lessons are pristine, precise. We don't go back and forth. We give you elements to where we're not just telling you something and just leave it. We're going to show you. We're going to validate it. We're going to show you how you find accredited information, how you know how to determine that information to be true. How do you do the contrast and comparison? So we go through all those elements and a lot of our, all our stuff has been well vetted. It's been you vetted know, over the years. That. So the school is open for anyone. You can, you can, you can register at any time. It's self-paced. So you can learn at your pace, but we trust that you will at least finish the course within a year's time. And if things happen, life gets in the way, you can always reboot and just let us know, hey, I want to start back, but I, uh, and we'll keep your account. Though it won't be active, it won't be deleted. So this way you can pick up where you left off if you was to need a break. We give you that because we know everyone learns differently. But it's a beautiful learning platform. We love it. We are proud of it. It's always evolving, and it looks really good. So it's um, it's what we love. The website, yeah, and, um, if I just... education, I think you got it up there too. So it's MITI.education. Education right, spelled out. Yeah, yeah, all the information uh, for the school, uh, the website for the temple, um, their books. That's all in the video description. We've also taken some courses from the, the Institute and I can say it's, it's top notch to the information. We learned a lot. And um, that's why we have you on here because, you know, we appreciate the work that you've done. And so um, I don't want to take too much, you know, more of your time up. I'm going to go eat. <laughs> want to thank you for your time. <laughs> my mom said, that's my <laughs> Lord. The mom said, that's my Lord. said, he right too. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. Give our Islams to your queen and to, to the, the family. family. Yes, sir. We would wow. trust that we'd be on that side again, hopefully, in the near future to visit you again. Oh, definitely you're welcome to come that. and visit us. Um, we definitely enjoy you. And thank you again for, for having us. All right. Thank you, too. And peace and love to you and to everybody in your temple. Peace and love. It's on, it's on. Peace and love. Praise right. and love. Your phone on and everything. <laughs> yeah. And people be calling, making me mad. <laughs> All right.